What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Donk Up the Ship Podcast, episode 126. Uh, it's kind of an ask the chief, but kind of not. <laughs> it's me, Chief Bob, and uh, Aaron Lee, who is a command master chief. He gives his bio. He's been all over the place. Submarine, submariner. You ever been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it? Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast, pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. Uh, I've known him like or uh, known him literally or of him for uh, a long time. Um, he's been in a lot of the same like AORs as me when I was on boats and stuff. So, um, but yeah, really cool dude. Um, planning on doing some stuff going forward with some videos where you get to like ask a flag level command master chief questions and uh well not questions more so like he's going to address policy issues and like uh new programmatic changes and like stuff that comes out and like try to break it down in a digestible fashion and we'll publish it on the youtube channel and stuff so uh maybe break it off as a podcast i don't know uh, we haven't got that far yet. We've just kind of briefly discussed it, but you will definitely see uh, Aaron around again. Um, but yeah, we got into a lot of selection board stuff, um, advancement eval stuff. Um, the, some of the, uh, I think it's called like NTMS or something. I don't know. Something senior enlisted marketplace adjacent that Aaron got into a little bit. Um, but yeah, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it was a good time as always. And uh, I really, really hope you all enjoy this. Check it out. Hmm. I just bowl. listen. I listened to what I listened to. Oh, the doctor <clears throat> today. Oh yeah, bit. the uh, Stanford dude. <laughs> yeah, that one's good. I mean, yeah, I, I love that dude's fucking awesome. He's a he's like a dean at Stanford. I'm like, and when he got a hold of me, he's been on like Andrew, Andrew Huberman's podcast. What the fuck do you want to talk to me for? <laughs> like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, and uh, yeah, it was really good. He's he yeah. I don't. Did you? Dude. I don't even know if you asked, but like. Does he regularly deal with military? Like it sounded uh, like yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he he said he's worked with him. I don't know how often, but I know based on some of the work he does, like the the research topics that he's into or whatever. Um, yeah, he was, yeah, he works. He was super. He was super familiar with uh, Greenville, which I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the one you want to view. I mean, yeah. like, let's talk about Greenville. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, I could un- I could understand as civilians, especially uh, like a dude his age, like them being yeah. familiar with that one. Because I, I was on my first boat. The uh, FT chief was the FTOW on Greenville when that happened. And, uh, they, his division used to run, and I'm going to edit this out. His division used to run around and be like... Like, you can't. I'm like, you can't say that, dude. That's fucked up. But like, too soon. soon. Never too soon. Never. They'd be talking so much. And yeah, it was pretty recent. I mean, I was on that boat like 2002 to 2006. So terrible. I was like, how's this dude still like? Like, I mean, he was a like a first class or something when it happened. Like, he was in the book and everything uh, that that CO that got fired wrote, but. Yeah, well, oh. dude. 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> we shouldn't be having that conversation. No. Um, so what's up? What are we talking about today? What's the, I don't know what the plan is. I'm just here. You tell me. I mean, well, I was thinking. Dorks wanted to do this. NTMS, we could talk about because I'm a new I'm a newbie <clears throat> to the NTMS process. I don't even know what that is. Well, you got to start so with like cool. the 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 quick background of all the things that you've done in all that jazz. Sure, oh, you never yeah. like yeah, you never Aaron's put out the, here, the sort one. of yeah because I'm a piece of shit and I didn't I didn't edit the one <laughs> the one you and Bob did. Dude, I mean, talk, neither did I. I we talked for it. like three yeah. hours. So it was like, well, and it's, it's the fair. only reason I haven't done it is because he didn't like uh, footnote it. He just sent it to me. And so like, and I'm, I want to say he was like busy or something. So I was just like, oh, I'll just do it. But you got to sit there for we, three hours and listen to the whole damn podcast to like bleep out the curse words. So I'm like, well, back I'm, when I'm, you cared I'm, about that. Yeah. Well, I still care about it. Sort of like I do still bleep, bleep stuff out. Like, um, but that one podcast, track. that one podcast, I just decided to let let it go, and because <laughs> uh, I felt like it needed to be heard that way, and so I was just like, I'm not. And I was so oh, pissed. I was so pissed when it happened that I was like, not about to sit there and edit it. I just like filtered it and uploaded it. But anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, we could talk about that too. I mean, I don't know about the specifics, but at least like the other end and. Yeah. What's, I don't know if it's the other end. I should say what we should have done. Cause I think that's the, that's the catch is the communication piece. We don't talk about a lot. Uh, we could talk yeah. about ELD with that. Cause that we can go into that. Cause I okay. CPO training team. I work for them. Okay. Um, well, talking about talk fleet about. CPO training team would be cool too. Like not a lot of people know about that. Like I, I sure. invited them to, I forget how, I think I found out about them at SEA. And so I brought them to Fort Lee when I was there, which is now like, Fort something else. I don't. They renamed it because we live in the twilight mm-hmm. zone. Um, and uh, I yeah, like nobody knew what it was. And then I brought him to Louisiana when I was there. Same thing. Like even my cop was like, "What the fuck is a CP like fleet CPO train team?" So that'd be a good one. And I brought him. To I didn't even know they existed until I worked there. <laughs> yeah, and so, that's what's that's it's ridiculous because they're really good. Like I yeah. don't know. Like I, was, I think and I was a CMC. Yeah. I was a CMC at the time. So that's yeah. So they're clearly doing a great job of communicating that they exist yeah. and that they're a resource and stuff. But um, but that's like a conversation. I think it'd be fun to talk about uh accountability too, like and I don't mean like like just normal sailor accountability. I mean like uh me and Ariana have been talking a bunch about like um like how would you she's <laughs> she's been talking to um it's like the manpower something training and education or some force master chief. I think his name's Jason Nup or something like that. Yeah. Um, she's been talking to him a bunch recently. Like some the they sent out that memo about I think it was quality of service, and he was like a point of contact or something like that. And so she just emailed him because Ariana doesn't give a fuck and uh, was like bombarding him with all these questions. And she's like out by like uh, where she works is nearish to the Pentagon. So mm-hmm. she went up there and had a meeting with him and all his homies and talked about all this stuff. And she got really fired up about the idea of like leadership accountability for like, uh, so like, let's, for instance, like, um, <clears throat> it seems like a lot of, and, and I'm a big proponent of this, but it seems like a lot of the, uh, like what you would call like the culture of the chief's mess, I guess, like the pirate sticker concept and all that crap, like 
not I'm not a giant fan, but it's mostly because it seems to have taken the place of something more substantive. So like uh, having a conversation about that, like why like we don't have a more clear vision. Like I was taught, I, I messaged you and I messaged Paul Kingsbury asking for like a job description of chief petty officers and nobody could give it to yeah. me. And I'm just like, how does this not exist? She did. Uh, Ariana found some, uh, it's like the occupational standards thing. And it's got like some pages with a bunch of like bullets and alphanumeric codes next to it that like sort of delineate it. But like, it's a lot of granularity and not a lot of like, clarity i would say like it's it's not i'm not a big fan of it as a source document for like who we are and what so, we do but i i was half joking when i talked about the um bmr because i found a bmr mm. that is a command master chief bmr mm. <laughs> which and still have it but basically but this is you know one was bmr's like 80 super 80s. old yeah yeah well and they so, were real when i joined but like it wasn't yeah, it was more like I mean, a, maybe not. Yeah, maybe thousands. Yeah. They stopped. They went yeah. away. You didn't get the book anymore. Because I was say I, mm. I had one as a second class, I think. Yeah. But yes, I saw. I found this one. I'm on the Ohio as the cob. I'm going through all the drawers and the nah. cheese quarters because, or because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, who the <laughs> hell's was this? But I looked at. it, I'm like, well, this has been here forever. I'm taking this. I'm gonna, yeah. This is mine now. You can um, find some antiques there, it, on the boat if when you clean out lockers, man. <laughs> but but I. I was like, Oh, I'll take this one. And sure enough. Yeah. Like, so, so half joking when I was like BMR, cause yeah, it did yeah. have some stuff in there about like, Hey, this is kind of your responsibilities, but mm. I couldn't find anything else that, you know, as a senior chief, you do this as a chief, yeah. you do this. What well, I, I don't mean, even need I, like details is so much as I would like to be able to provide to someone like a, like as a chief, these are generally your responsibilities. Kind of like, this is kind of what you should right. be striving for, which like, Mission, vision, guiding principles are great. Like, I don't, I think it's the best thing we have to point to and be like, this is who we are and what we do. Cause I think the CPO creed is largely just fluff. Like just, it's, it's somebody wrote a really great pinning script in like 1986 and they're like, here, here. So I just like, didn't want to do a new one. So they just handed in their old homework as their new yeah. homework. But like, I don't, you know, I'm not a giant fan. And then we decided to start teaching to the creed. And it's like, why don't we teach to the mission, vision and guiding principles? Because there's a lot more clarity there. That looks like training objectives to me or like learning objectives. And that's what we use on our evals. Like, why are we teaching to this like vague, like flowery worded filler document that just it's like a feel good thing, you know, or it's like, no, like I want I want clarity. I want to know what my mission is. And I feel like we don't really have that. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, off a little bit. Well, no, I was just going to say that that's uh, that's a double-edged sword. Well, before we, I'll just say my piece, and then you should probably like start in in real, so that it, it he's not like introducing himself three quarters of the way through. Oh yeah, I know. We really should do that. Look up, but go ahead, say your piece uh, first. I do no, so I was going to say that that's a double-edged sword, though. Is that it's mm-hmm. easy to if you write something of like thou shalt do x y and z yeah. then you're going to get plenty of people who say that's not my job because it's not listed here whereas right if you keep it more well, vague it's I, easier to say hey you need to go take care of this and you are senior enough and competent enough that you should be able to figure out how to take care of this so I'm it's not, it kind of opens yeah. up what you can or should be able that's, to go do that's why i didn't like the occupational standards thing because there was too much granularity and i'm not saying i don't i'm not saying we should try to provide like a exact like list of all your duties and responsibilities i'm just saying like 
core like a core values ethos type statement like like uh, a document that we can point at and say like these are our organizational values and this is like what we're striving to accomplish because like I don't really think we have that I think the mission vision guiding principles is pretty pretty damn good um, but I also think that I could probably walk around a naval base and pull a hundred chiefs and forty of them. And I'm probably being generous. 40 of them could like list all the mission, vision, guiding principles off the top of their head. It's like, okay, well then that's a problem. Like, and and I, it's a feeling that I have. It's not, you know, I haven't done that. I probably should, but just walk around base with the camera and freak <laughs> people out. <laughs> all right. A, a, a Ron, let's do that thing that we we're supposed to do 10 minutes ago. Uh, just your background and experience in the military and all the things you've heard the podcast. So go ahead, man. <laughs> No, this is my first time. Um, hanging out in second, uh, first time. Chief, first, second time. Fine. Chief Bob's lair. And yeah. uh, so I've uh, been in the Navy close to 26 years. Uh, submarines doing that thing. Mm. Um, I was a cob on two submarines, the Good Boat Pennsylvania, the Good Boat Ohio, and a partial on a two-month stint on the Good Boat Michigan. <laughs> well, we can talk about that if you want. Um, and then... Uh, did some cool shore duties, worked at squadron a couple of times. So as the DCA, so as a machinist mate before, mm-hmm. and then, um, at squadron 17, just left there. Uh, interesting job that I did kind of, I guess I could say outside submarine force, but not cause it's still leadership relevant Yeah, is yeah. a CPO training team. Oh yeah. Fleet CPO so training team. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I got the, <laughs> I, I was at a Pearl Harbor. Um, I had two counterparts in San Diego and we, Traveled the world teaching um, leadership and ethics, or uh, we worked on enlisted leadership development. So we were kind of not, it was out, but it was, we were, we were building kind of the chief's stuff. Mm. And now there's officer stuff, which I don't, I'll be honest, I don't even know about. I, I want to yeah. dig into a little bit, but there's some JO so stuff. So you got to be part of the development of like the CPO leadership development class thing, the 140. Yeah. So we did. So we did the one for chiefs and then I did a, uh, um, in Hawaii, we basically did it during the season, um, mm-hmm. as a pilot, um, everybody really enjoyed it. Yeah. And so that carried over and it's, a, it's a little different now than what mm-hmm. we started with, but with all things that happens. Um, yeah. but it, it, uh, I think it morphed into something, something really good. Interesting. Do you think like, cause I'm curious cause you're probably one of the few people that has real life, like beta testing experience of like a formal curriculum type delivery of like chief season, like in the chief season. So like, do you, mm-hmm. I've, I've always, I've been saying for, not always, I've been saying for a long time, like, I think that the season should be formalized via like a master course document. And like, we should have like, concrete policy document driven like learning objectives and then there's like some gray area it built in but not as much as now where like specific platforms and warfare communities can program in like their heritage and the specific demands of like their mission set and what they can accomplish where they are with what they have and stuff like that but like do you think that like it would be a net win for us to like have like a formal uh so so there's more parity like i know like there's some similarities like when you go from place to place but like i i don't know what your experience has been but my, like the seasons i've seen which i've like been a part of a bunch but then i got to see like some surface ships do it and a recruiting district do it and it's like it, there's wild variations as well as like the common threads that travel throughout it so like 
Do you think we would benefit from something like that or, or not so much? Um, so what I, I'll give you the Navy answer, right? So Navy answer is they built teaching to the creed to kind of fill that, that role, which you're, yeah. what you're thinking, like some sort of curriculum that's, um, built and made for the season. Yeah. Aaron Lee thinks that I think there's plenty <laughs> more time that we could probably put some, you know, other things into the six weeks and, yeah. and maybe, um, ELD would be one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think if you have the right, and it's just like anything, if you have the right facilitators and enlisted leadership development, you are going to get a ton out of it. And yeah. I'm, I guess I'm kind of partial, but I'm not because I've seen it. Uh, I've watched, you know, E3s, E4s take ELD and change, come back and just are happy that they took the mm-hmm. course or got to go through the course at that time. It, you know, it quasi wasn't mandatory. Um, right. I know now that at least in this area, uh, they just, uh, group nine just sent out a message basically saying, um, that it shall be mandatory, um, to try to get ahead of it. Cause I know you yeah. had, uh, Toby, Toby Ruiz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you had those guys on the, on the podcast and mm-hmm. they're like, Hey, we just we don't have enough people going. Yeah. And they're not wrong at the end of the day. Right. Like, you, you know, although we have, now we have facilitated courses, we have online courses. Um, people are just, uh, it, it's not mandatory yet, right? It's going to be yeah. due in two, each one, 2026 or 2025, depending on which uh, IA or the chief's course you look at. I know mm-hmm. now it's going to be mandatory for chiefs before they even get to go to SEA. So a chief good. has to go through that chief yeah. course. But how, that's, how long is that curriculum? Like, like how gonna, long does it take to go through the, the chief? ELD? I think the chief one's only five days. So you, you could easily squeeze that into a season. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think there's room for it. It's just, you know, how, how is it being facilitated? Yeah. Um, you know, you and get, is it, and is it taking away from teaching to the creed, which I think is ultimately the, you know, the higher ups is baby. Yeah. I think it's also hot garbage. Uh, like not, <laughs> not like it but, was, it was, it had great intentions. I, I don't think the topics are bad so much as like the it like when you go through like I, I did a, a bunch of podcasts on them a few years ago and I like went I had all the master course documents printed out and I marked them up and did all it. And it's like there's a ton of errors. There's a ton of nonsensical stuff. Um, and they're trying to like formalize something that's really gray and wishy-washy by using the creed, which is why I think it's so ridiculous that we did that is like, why would you not like when you look at the mission, vision, mission, vision, guiding principles, it's a bunch of bullet points. It's, it's learning objectives. Whereas the creed, it's like a bunch of blurbs that like you could, you could interpret a bunch of different ways, including negatively, which is why I don't like like the exalted stuff and like all the, there's a bunch of other lot like the nut doesn't appear in print like why why do everything has a procedure i could give you a procedure for a peanut butter and jelly but we don't have something where we have our our uh duties and responsibilities in print so it's like it drives me nuts that they decided to go that way but i do think their heart was in the right place just picked the wrong source document i mean seeing it in a couple of different aors basically and yeah over a couple of years some years are definitely in and areas are definitely better than others right? because uh, it's very much a, you know, obviously with you talking to one other person on there, you're not going to get the room wide feedback that you do when you're doing it right. with 
50 right. people. And then depending on how comfortable they are when, with speaking up and where in the season it is. Cause when it was at the beginning of the season, I feel like a lot of people were giving kind of canned answers. Usually for the first mm. couple of days, it was not saying much, very canned, kind of awkward. Cause they're still trying to figure out what anything is happening. And then later in the week, or the years where they did it later in the season, people felt more comfortable speaking up more and having better conversations. And sure, yeah. it's not standardized at all, right? Because the stuff that I was around for that people talked about right. was wildly different from somewhere else, I'm sure. But at least there was some good discussion out of it, like a prompted, you know, guided discussion as opposed to just, yeah. you know, clicking through the slides where you're I obviously guess. not going to get much out of it in that aspect. A, a lot of the ones I saw it, like were here regionally because um, I mean, I spent besides Fort Lee uh, the whole time I was a chief. I was in, in this area like AOR, right? Must be nice. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it was all right. I went coast <laughs> to coast a million times. I only stayed in the same place one time. So and it was when I retired, like from the boat to group. But they uh, regionally they would have guys like Aaron doing it. So like we would come together in a, in a big group in like the auditorium at the training air uh, building and you got regional CMCs in there every day. So like how many chief selects? I don't even care what week it is during the season. Like how many chief selects that aren't like uh, like you, right? Like where you're going to be willing to to say the, un the uncomfortable part out loud or whatever. There's very few chief selects that are going to be willing to have a candid conversation when a regional CMC, like it was like the at, the Flagstaff level CMCs or like the base CMC. It was like the the region area CMCs giving the like facilitating the training. So I'm just like, it, it doesn't feel like that's going to be conducive to a chief select having a candid conversation. And it seems obvious, yeah. but that's how they ran it year after year. The one thing I didn't mention, so I did, so I've been able to see Guam. Um, Hawaii, mm. uh, Groton, because I, the sub, I was the same school CMC at one point too. Mm -hmm. Um, forgot that one in the bio, but, um, <laughs> and then here, right. I, I was worried about that little guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know that little guy. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then here, uh, and I will tell you to me, that's a double-edged sword, at least for, or not, maybe not a double-edged sword, but it, you know, you could see pros and cons with having, um, CMCs or Cobbs or, Master Chiefs, I, you know, are yeah. the only ones that are able to instruct it. I will tell you here, that's what I saw before I left. And then when I got to Groton, um, it was, you know, senior chiefs, chiefs, you know, yeah. a bunch of essentially like a bunch of uh, folks that worked at SLC or um, at sub school that mm -hmm. facilitated, facilitated. Uh, and, and I don't know that I saw any difference with people that spoke up. Um, I think it makes it important. It makes them think it's important to, to uh, sit through that week of class. If there's a mass chief or like you said, you know, yeah. the group CMC region, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess it, it could go either way. I, I could see That's that. True. I will tell yeah. you, I, I, I mean, to me, it's more important of, uh, the person, the person that's going to like facilitate it, I guess. Like, are they going to, you know, really, um, you know, get to the hearts of whatever they're facilitating, whether it be um, teaching the creed, ELD, because that's, I mean, yeah. you got to have a little passion with that stuff. And if you don't, you're just well, there to yeah. put a bill, put to a bullet in your slides. eval, then it's like, yeah, you know, why well, and there? that's another question mark for me is like we with Enlick ELD, we've sort of 
gotten away from like the command deliver training that was such a dumpster fire before but like but then like when we do the chief season largely command deliver like that's how we're running uh teaching the creed most of the time is um and like it, sometimes it's the region comes together which is effectively the same as and like eld yeah. facilitation outside of those like two big learning sites but um, i will tell you that, yeah most of the time well, the boat the boat's doing it or like the command locally is doing it so it's just command delivered training essentially so like if you don't have somebody in the mess that is that person you just described then what you know like yeah well i know <laughs> well you hope that someone if not yeah, you better, I, yeah if you're right the, if if you're the cob you better be do, <laughs> there's you, a reason i ran it. there's Ready a reason i ran in. the chief season every <laughs> single year i was a chief because it was just well, like I mean, yeah, yeah yeah i hear you i was the Three years, I was the PT yeah. guy. Like, and there, it wasn't like I was getting any a good eval bullet for. Right. I was going to be a cob. So, like, no, but yeah, you're going to go do like, it. It's like, yeah, okay, well, do I'm it because right, you're the guy that does it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, the only, I guess, I would say the only issue, um, I think it's important to have that region, you know, big group type thing. Mm-hmm. The hard part with ELD and those large group. Uh, situations is it's not made for large groups. It's made for, you know, 20. And that was an issue that we had when we did the pilot um, Mm -hmm. was that that uh, pack fleet themselves, I think had like 48 um, future chiefs, right. They were going to all selects. And so that was a, we had to, you know, kind of manage how we were going to do that. Add enough time into the schedule to allow everybody to have a voice because Mm -hmm. it's facilitated. It's not, you know, it's not right, taught. Right. I'm not in an IG, um, you know, going through it. I mean, I guess I am in an IG, but I'm not, I'm supposed to be able to, yeah. you know, ask questions and let right. them respond and stuff like that. And it's a little more difficult with a big group in this case, you know, pack Northwest. I mean, they consistently do about a hundred or yeah, more. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, yeah, it's and so you'd have to figure out, you'd have to figure out how to manage that. Like, you know, you'd yeah. have to, uh, whoever is doing the facilitating of that course would have to, you know, yeah, take a few I, weeks and, and separate it. Right. I think the value added from the facilitation model gets diluted. The bigger the group gets like, cause of course, yeah. like there's going to be people that are more introvert introverted that may have gotten pulled into the conversation when there's only 20 people in the room, but are, it's easy to hide in a room full of a hundred people. So yeah, it feels yeah. like that's yeah. going to take. And that's probably that. the person yeah, that's probably the person that you want to hear the message the most. Right. And and that yep. person's not going to talk because they're just going to sit in back because they're one of that was, know, 99 or whatever. That yeah. was definitely a hard spot out in Groton, right, with having 109 or whatever. Like the right. first year when I ran the teaching to the creed portion of it was like, A, making sure that you had the varied uh, presenters so that Ooh. it wasn't just the same person talking to them the whole time. But then the side piece of that is that people become more comfortable with that person but having um i think it was almost beneficial having the more senior people at the back right like the cobs or the the post tour cobs um almost like poking the bear just trying to stir the pot to show like hey it's fine to say that you think this is stupid to have somebody Mm -hmm. else or whatever right have some dissenting opinion about something because it showed that they were there, showed that they cared, but it also kind of helped push that like, hey, it's okay to disagree with this stuff, right? Like, we're fine. Yeah. If you said this was stupid, this guy in the back didn't jump all over you and freak out. You know, like right. Squadron 4 or 12 didn't lose their mind because you disagreed with something. Like, if you get, even if it's just 
performative, like having somebody say something contrary to and say like, Hey, I think this is dumb. It at least helps show some of that, but you're right with a group of 109. Like there was plenty of people that you just didn't hear from and you would kind of try and pick them out. But with that many people, it's hard to keep track of of tabs of 109 people in a room. Well, like you know, probably like 85 that could make it to every one of them every day. Yeah. But. And is the drive to do that just like the like resources, essentially, just like the pe- the people to facilitate the rooms, the or like is the drive to just like, I ah, just put them all in a room and we'll knock it out. You know what I mean? Or is it like a we just don't have the facilitators to split them up into smaller groups or like what? How does that happen? Well, I think people scheduling. Yeah, I think people jam pack. Yeah what they what they perceive as the season and they jam pack that with other stuff and then so when they do that they want to have you know whether it be a week or two weeks where it's like here's all the people that are going to go this week here's all the people that are going to go you know you're going to go week one and you were here so and that's the way it was before while we were here it's week one week two and you're done right and then we we move on to the other now we're doing you know meet and greets and egg you know like whatever the whatever your orders are right but but like logistically though you still there's only so many buildings that are also scheduled for other things we don't just have a classroom set aside for six weeks a year everybody still has a day job regardless of what position they're in that's why so like man delivered thing or even like the regionally facilitated it's like why why are we doing this and like i just I understand it's money and reason. Like I get it. It's like nobody wants to cut a check for leadership development education, even though you know, like I think NKOs. Oh, it's not even NKOs. Yeah, no, all by NKO. Well, like, yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely heard you on previous podcasts. Like, just hire this guy. Hire me. I'm like, right. Man, like, I wish- cut Dave oh. Deary a check, and he'll fix it tomorrow. Or like, even the the idea in my head, it'd be like cobble it together. You know what I mean? Like, you could. You don't need to like like you don't need to scale Dave Deary and ELF up to be like a nationwide entity. You could just like, hey, you got San Diego and you're going to like just be a, a resource that they can use. So it's like a, an equivalency like uh, like and like ELD facilitation is one way or this is a way or I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean, like I there's so many people out there that I feel like could add value and you would alleviate the demand for active duty military to do it as well if you as like as like an extra thing like you could make it somebody like my primary job and dave one of his primary functions and you know like name the you know like i one of the i was talking to somebody the other day on the phone about some of this stuff and it was like regionally like just think about like who's sitting around being an old retired guy regionally where we are right now like I got request. I got a bunch of old retired CMCs out of group nine and all these other like regional type dudes that were amazing. Uh, I got Eric Antoine, who I know listens to the podcast and like is, is my mentor and the dude that I would like, I go to uh, when I have questions like there's, and I'm sure I, there's a ton I don't even know about. So like it just in this area alone, you could put together a pretty ridiculous program with people either like volunteering or like um doing it as like a part-time gig or whatever and i feel like you would not only like relieve active duty personnel of another responsibility layered on top of the holy shit amount that they already have but then 
you, I think you'd get a better product because it's not my side hustle on top of being the department chief and being the, you know, Simeo and whatever the hell else I'm doing, standing duty and all the other stuff. It's like, it's just, that's just what I do. I come in and I do that and that's it. And it's like, I don't know. I think there's an untapped resource for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, let's try to figure out how to say this politically correct. (laughs) I think, um, you know, right now I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think the Navy Mm. right now is thinking about other stuff. Um, you know, some of our competitors. And so the focus is, you know, when, how can we make our better? Um, and, and then, you know, how can we make the, our sailors, you know, I'll use the term warfighter, but, you know, use the term. And and right now, um, that is not as important as, uh, the things that they're worried about, which I can't argue one way or the other. Um, I, I I love the idea. Well, I know you can, (laughs) Um, I can't argue one way or another. Um, but you know, do I, do I think it is? Yeah, I think it's, I think there's so much, I mean, enlisted leadership development and here's the problem is like, because I lived and breathed this stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I say a long time, but like two years I worked at, um, fleet CPO training team. Um, you know, I got to see what it does and you know, there's stuff in there that people just don't understand. Like there's uh, stress tools in there that would help someone. As a matter of fact, like if you gave, uh, you, you went through ELD, right? You went through the facilitated course? Well, no, I didn't. Yes. I tried a couple times right at the end and I couldn't. Well, every time I would book a facilitator class, I would get sent out on an SMI. And so it just, it kept, I kept oh, okay. missing well, it. So, I was like, I was facilitating getting people to the facilitators class. And then they gotcha. kept not, I kept not being able to go myself, unfortunately. Okay. So uh, on the first day um, in the, you know, foundational Mm-hmm. And I'd have to go back and see if they're still the same. I bet you it is. They, they give you this sheet and the sheet has probably like 50 different things on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you recently divorced. Uh, are you, you know, PCSing or about to PCS? Just random yeah. questions. But there's about 50 questions and you grade it out. Mm-hmm. And if you just gave that to a chief and a new sailor shows up or whatever, and, and you know, you have all these problems with communication and you hand it to him, then you could look at it and go, holy cow, this guy's got, you know, yeah, pretty high stress or he's got pretty low, a simple tool, simple yeah. tool. And yeah. not a lot of people know about that. Right. And You're especially right. not a chief petty officer because they just have not gone through or not have not facilitated a course. But I, if those things would be so like you get through but there like, and all of a sudden the guy's grades out like a 500, yeah. you can have a conversation. You can look at him and now one, you can have a conversation. You can start talking about like, Oh man, PCS, mm. what are you, what are you stuck on? Oh, mm. I haven't got my household goods. We still don't have our car. Right? right. Blah, blah, blah. But these are all things that, you know, uh, bring out communication between the chief and that. And it's just a small thing that yeah. they do in the ELD course. I think is pretty important. But that's the kind of stuff that like I point at and it it makes the argument for me in my mind that if we took leadership development and education as seriously as we took becoming better warfighters because they're the same thing, like yeah, like right. the better leadership we have enlisted officer or otherwise, the better like the more efficient we're going to be at accomplishing the mission, which is 
the 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 idea like we're putting the car before the horse in, in my mind and i'm far from a strategic military like mind as far as like the looking at the the like geopolitical situation and deciding what to do but like i'm pretty convinced i'm pretty like unshakably convinced and i'd be open to somebody talking me out of it just because i'm curious but like i don't understand why it's not a paramount of paramount importance and just baked into everything that we do along the way because of what you just said. Like, so if that sailor's super hyper stressed out and those things aren't being taken care of because the chief hasn't taken the time to find, even find out about them. So how can they address what they don't know about? And then that sailor mm-hmm. goes off the rails and then we have an unplanned loss. And now we're less efficient warfighters because I have a manning gap and it's like, now I can't man a watch station. So now I can't, you know what I mean? And now I'm pulling from other boats and like, all it doesn't make any sense to me. And it's like the recruiting and yeah. retention issue that we're having right now should be like a a red flag to me but i don't know like it doesn't seem like uh there's a big fundamental shift happening it seems like like eld is like a baby step in the right direction i I like i like it i like that they did it um but i mean i think the i'm sorry i think the mandatory piece is because that was our you know when we were piloting and and working with this Mm -hmm. stuff and and learn you know, we're just like, why is this not mandatory? Right. And but they, then and, and, making and I it I just, making it mandatory yeah. just leads to a waiver like SEA. So it's like because quotas, because whatever, like we don't have time to send them or we don't have the throughput available or whatever. And it's like right now we have, according to Toby and, and Steve, we have the capacity, but no one's sending them. And it's like, are they not sending them because they don't know about it? Are they not sending them because Manning is so atrocious that they just can't? Like, I don't know, like, but I, you well, make I it mandatory it, and then we can't send people anyway. What's the point of it? You're not really making it mandatory. Yeah, I, I just think the, for example, I think the higher ups have to make it important, right? So yeah, yeah. the squadron, ha, you right. know, one of the things that we talked about when we worked at, or when I worked at squadron, you know, you go through these uh, training arrival conferences. So you show mm-hmm. up to, in your, in yep. PDTP, like they used to call it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they call something else. You now? Go th- no, no, it's, that's what, I mean, oh, well, okay, it de- yeah, depends yeah. on what, it depends on what platform, right? BNGN. Right. It depends. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sure. PDTP period, you, you go through this training rival conference at the training rival mm-hmm. conference. Um, before it's just like, hey, when are you going to do these trainers? Firefighting is important, advanced firefighting, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we've been talking about like, hey, what are you doing? to build, you know, camaraderie or togetherness Mm -hmm. or connectedness, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, when, when are you, you know, how many people are you sending to enlist leadership development? So that makes it important to now the boat. Right. So then fast forward Mm -hmm. and now you got the group now sending out a message that says, Hey, this is important. You're going to do this. Right. And so that, you know, cause, I'll tell you, like from a thousand, it's just like any program in the military, yeah. right? From a thousand miles away. I mean, sh- I'll give you a great example. We can't even get people to put in awards for some, and I, I don't even mean junior sailors. I mean like senior sailors. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, Frank Lister or, you know, pick pick oh, big yeah, yeah. awards. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the group expects that people are going to put awards in for their people. Right. And they don't. And so yeah. it's just like, hey, man, like, everybody deserves, or, you know, if you believe they need, or if you believe they deserve a recognition, no matter what E9, E1, I don't care. 
just freaking do it. But you got to put the time in to do it. And right. those things are important. And you, the people that make it important are the next. I think it's, you know, if, if the Mick Pond says this is super important, does that really affect Chief Schmatz on yeah, no, USS Pickleboat? Yeah, not unless not somebody unless, like you is going, hey, this is important. Right. Because <laughs> they can right. see someone you. Someone yeah. closer is. And, and right. so that's. And that's, I think that's where, you know, we need to have people, I mean, I say like me, but like the squadron or whatever yeah, yeah. has to really advocate for um, getting this stuff done. And I think it'll help on the, uh, maybe the unknown consequence for the boat is it's going to make them better. It's going to make their sailors better and yeah. it's going to make their life Do, and war fighting better and all the things. Right. Do you right. think though that with like, uh, with that CPO training team, right? With traveling around and going to talk to people. It sounds, mm -hmm. I know I talked to you about it before about whether it was more reactionary or like proactive with when you went to certain places, right? Like sometimes like you said, uh, people would request you or you would request mm -hmm. them to come out and talk to you. Sometimes it was like, Hey, this boat is a hot soup sandwich and you yeah. need to go fix them. But like, do you think it's, having been there, is it worthwhile or in that schedule? Like when you go to that area, you can be like, Hey, we're also going to teach like a real quick ELD thing or like adding something like that in to help force that roadshow of like, Hey, we're here. This is what we're going to talk about. And then while we're here, we're going to go tell this boat that they suck and, or fix whoever wants us to come by. We've got a week in our schedule, you know, pick a date, throw it in the Google calendar. And then, you know, next two weeks we go spend somewhere else and, and keep road showing it that way. Sure. Yeah. So based on, based on my experience, cause it is a little different on the West coast than is on the East coast. Both of them have a fleet CPO training team and, mm -hmm. and keep in mind, I'm three years removed now. So, you know, things could have changed, but uh, two ways, usually you're going to go speak to a group. So you're going to speak to a group either because the fleet master chief says so, um, mm -hmm. which was very rare for, for when I was there. Um, yeah. or you're going to get requested. Most people, I, I would say majority of people that request you normally aren't screwed up. Um, because <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, I just, I mean, some, like there was yeah. some where we're yeah. like, Hmm, this is, this is kind right. of an interesting, uh, dynamic. Um, but most, right. They're, they want more, right? Like, like yeah. they've, yeah. The, the chief's quarters is just like, feed me more, feed yeah, me more. Yeah, if yeah. you're requesting it, it's, it shows right. that you already have an interest right. in improvement. Right. So, right. so, so that's kind of how that part worked. As far as your question about, um, you know, Hey, do we, we absolutely would go, for example, like we did a two week kind of, cause the CPO train team curriculum at the time was two to three days. Like, so we would do yeah. a day with a day with, uh, chiefs, maybe officers and sometimes first classes. Sometimes it was only two days where it was just, you know, chiefs and officers. Um, yeah. Probably the best groups were guys that would uh, have their cabins kick it off. Um, mm. Basically saying, Hey, you guys have a couple days to, and this is important, um, which I thought was really cool. Uh, yeah. And, you know, so the chiefs took, uh, took ownership back to my point of, you know, the, the guy closest to you is uh, telling you it's important. Uh, yeah. But um, we would also do at the, cause at the time we were kind of pushing ELD. So we would also go out and facilitate, um, a, a train the trainer course. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, they could absolutely do that still. I'm sure I know what happens now is Enlick, for example, they just came out, um, a week ago, I think I was on travel, but like a week ago or two weeks ago, and they mm -hmm. taught 
a facilitated course, and then they also taught the new ch- the chiefs course to the okay. senior chiefs and master chiefs. So they took they took two weeks, but I, I know they can absolutely do those things. Um, yeah. CPO training team. Like, my big thing is uh, like whoever's watching, you know, poke your CMC or your Cobb mm-hmm. and say send out the newsletter because in that newsletter tells you everybody that's involved, yep. all the emails for those folks, and then how to contact them and if you want them to come um, visit your your command. Yeah, they're awesome. I, I had them visit uh, several times. And like, I, I honestly, like, conversely to, I guess, the model uh, at the time, like, I thought, like, I obviously I want my chiefs to get that. But the first classes would come out buzzing like they loved it. I had a staff at the A school of 20. It was 25 staff members. And like, we only had like five chiefs. The rest of them were first classes. Primarily, we had a handful of seconds, but most of the time they would make first while they were there. So like, majority of the staff was first classes and they went in there with just the fleet cpo training team no chiefs were in the room and they came out buzzing afterwards they loved it at first they, they had their mandatory fun faces on but then like when I, when they got done like because and it was cool because like all the chiefs just went out and taught the classes and freed up all the first classes to go and it was like it was it was really cool they really really enjoyed it so like i i, I, I just I, highly encourage people to leverage that I, resource I, yeah Ideal, but the, the places I like to go ideally is when you get the first classes first. So you yeah. get all the juicy details. Yeah, you get all the, then you and do then the, you get to then you like, do hey, the chief. chiefs <laughs> that, and the chiefs, you know, right. And cause there was some topics that then you talk about mm-hmm. JOs and like, my J-O yeah. do, and then, and then you bring, you stuff get the JOs. <laughs> so, so it's like, it was awesome. And then, yeah. you know, you, and then not, not to bring anything back unless it was, it was a mandatory event, but, no, you didn't bring anything back to the uh, right, um, yeah, to the fleet no, master like, chief, right? Outbrief either, it, really. There's like a, I, I mean, they sat down and talked to me, but it wasn't like a, I didn't get any like details of what was talked about. It was more just like a, yep. yeah, you guys are doing pretty good, and like maybe work on this a little bit, and blah blah blah. And that was because yep. I was at SEL exactly, at the time and, when they came, and it was just like, yeah, it's just like a general conversation. They don't provide any real details. You don't get like a report at the end or anything like that. Yeah, we definitely tried to. So if uh, like the first classes or said said something, we would mm-hmm. bring it, figure a way to bring it up or what topic yeah. we could bring it up in into the chiefs one without even saying without, that. Yeah, yeah. Even saying it, like it was one of the in. sailors beforehand, right? It was yeah. just like, what if you know, what if this happened, and just see kind of like minds thinking and like it was, it's good. It, just sit yeah. with a hypothetical, but it's right. super detailed. <laughs> well, no, we. <laughs> well, if, yeah, we. Jay Smith, and you're like, no, it's too accurate. What yeah, if we, John yeah. S. We said tried, we tried not to do that. That's <laughs> that's a poor form, obviously. Like yeah. these guys, you know, unless it was like something it had to be something serious where, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, just right. But in there, you're not talking to the, to the group about that. You're no. going back like, right. Hey, captain, sir, yeah. I want to sit down for a minute. Like I said, the guys that were, or the commands that were really good, you'd have like the captain lead off or the, or even mm-hmm. the CMC lead off. Um, and then at the end, the CMC or the captain would come and sit, at, sit down with us and just see, you know, what our, what our input was, we would never just crush their souls because there were, right. we, for the most part, like I said, there was nothing that was just like, wow, we've never seen that before. Like all <laughs> of it was like pretty like, oh, okay. I mean, right. oh, it's just like every deox survey, like surprise, guess what's going to be in there? Communication. Yeah, suck. <laughs> Communication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Cobb's yeah. being mean. Cobb's telling me to wear my uniform. Plan of the day changes yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Seems. Yes. 
<laughs> the problems of the day or you know whatever yeah, they used yeah. to call it the predictions, or, uh, predictions of the week predictions yeah whatever. The, yeah yeah. Uh, um, yeah i mean all that same stuff so it's good yeah interesting um what else do we have uh i'm curious about oh, we like gonna, go ahead go ahead we were going to talk about since i'm detailing going to, going to my new job yeah, okay yeah cool yeah i was going to ask about the um like the senior enlisted marketplace stuff, like can so, you talk about NTMS. that. Like, what is that, or like what's so? The, yeah, what's the goal? In, interest, I guess. Keep in mind, I'm brandy, brandy spanking new. Um, yeah, yeah. So I haven't even, I haven't even got there. I'm on leave right now. But um, so NTMS, so the Navy, uh, Navy. Oh my God, talent management system. Mm. Um, so basically, what it is is all flag jobs. Um, you go into this pile, um, and they're going to go look, they're going to do a couple things. One is they're going to look for all the folks that would probably fit in that talent level of that job. Um, mm. and I, just based on my experience, what happens is, so let's say you have all these folks, um, that are, could fill the group job. Mm. Uh, and so, and so we're talking about like the group CMC, right? Yeah, for, for me, it'd be the, all the staff jobs. Well, this is for this is for every like this is okay, all okay. Navy uh, flag jobs. Okay, so gotcha. you're gonna you go through this pot now. That pot could be a hundred people uh, or a hundred CMCs, and then they're gonna reduce it down to a small group by looking at talent or look. You know, do you for example, if I wanted to go be Netsy Force, right? So Naval Education Training Command. Um, they could look at me and say, well, he was the CMC of sub school. So yeah, he so could fit like in that. He could, I got some talent in that. Yeah. I have some experience there. Um, I could, I could advise the Admiral of things all that, that deal with training. Um, yeah. CPO training team, right? Oh, there's another one. Right. right so right. now I'm, now I'm in the, uh, the pot of these people. Um, so then the force and fleet mass chiefs or, or whatever is sick, not the Essex, but the force and fleet, anybody else in that flag ring will reduce that list down um, yeah. to a smaller list. Uh, the Admiral also has a say. So the Admiral has, well, literally, I guess he has kind of two steps. One is um, he comes up with some kind of a sheet that has like, and we can call it a resume. They call it KSAs. I, I don't know exactly or know what the, uh, what the acronym is. but Key skills and attributes. Got the big brain on alert, uh, alert. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he Jimmy says, bring that up. So he <laughs> said, so he big, look at the big brain on Bob. Um, he says all these, he has all these, uh, you know, things that he wants, right? Yeah. So you got, you got the, the fleets and forces saying, Hey, these are what we want. You got the Admiral saying, Hey, this is what I want. And they're going to mesh those two together and come up with their top four. They're going to give the top two to the Admiral. And so he's going to look at those two and he can say, Hey man, I don't want either of these guys like, and then he'll get the next two. Right. But usually for the most part, he'll look at the top two and he'll do, um, uh, he'll do an interview. So you do an interview with, with the Admiral. Can the Admiral circumvent the whole thing by doing the by name request thing? So no, not anymore. But what I will tell you is you could probably get, if you're an Admiral, and I hope they don't you do this. You could game the system. You could game the system <laughs> a little bit care. and be like, 
well, it, I mean, I do. I hope they hear uh, this. <laughs> I mean, I could say, hey, I want, I want a right, like, uh, like a, a cook with projects experience right, right, right. from the West Coast who too also baby, to run I retired. <laughs> Too late. Right, but like well, you could go through that, right? Hypothetically, yeah, 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 but yeah, you know, you could see how that could, yeah, really yeah, yeah. reduce the, you know, right. I want someone that's like you know, worked with hyper specific resume to exactly the yeah. person they want, and then yeah, I, I want a machinist mate that's worked with females on submarines, yeah. that's done, you know, both BN and GN, yeah, you know, you're starting to narrow down, right, you know, who right. can 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 interview for this job. So anyway, Fair. so you go through the interview process. And then you get selected and, and yeah. basically, you know, I got selected for that future job. Right. Um, I will tell you if you don't get selected that you'll get an email that basically says, sorry. And I've been through that probably eight times. Do they explain but, why you weren't selected at all or just no, sorry. Um, so to make it more, I will, there's some good and bad. So to make it more transparent, what they do say is, Hey, reach out to your local um, ISIC or, um, oh, okay. you know, uh, force. And the funny part was we'll when call I was your dad, right. Yeah. Call yeah. Your dad. The funny part was that when I was in sub school, um, I was competing with my ISIC guy. Right. And so I, so I couldn't really call him to be like, Hey bro, yeah. why didn't we get this why? job? And, I and so it. I, That's yeah. Right. But I mean, he didn't get it either, right. uh, but so I had to reach out to, um, uh, force Harris at the time. And he, you know, it was really good. Like he talked to me okay, through, cool. so, so I started to get an understanding now, keep in mind, a lot of these jobs, I, I absolutely, you know, like, I'm not going to go work at Nextcom. Like it was just, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. may have been a job that <laughs> I get this email for that says, Hey, sorry, bro, you didn't make it. What yeah. surprise, you know, like I'm not going to work at, you know, whatever logistics or whatever, uh, you know, pick a strike group, um, that doesn't right. involve a submarine, you know what I mean? Like got it. Um, so yeah. I mean, I, I, there were some where I was like, kind of like, Oh, well, you know, I could, I could do this one. This would maybe. Right. No. Um, and so as it got closer and I, and I, I obviously built more experience with jobs then um, you know, I, I did get picked up for, for the group job. Okay. I, like this is kind of a weird pivot, but because you're able to call your dad, like metaphorically, like, and get the feedback on why you weren't selected. Why do you think, and I'm just, I'm, I'm forecasting the angry mob of board eligible first classes that are going to come for our heads because you get to ask why you weren't selected and all these not selected board eligible first classes don't get any feedback whatsoever. And as a board member, I remember sitting there being frustrated by the fact that I couldn't type three sentences into incepts or something just to provide them with a little bit of feedback, even though like, I, I guess I don't know if they're going to get selected while I'm grading their record, but I could at least provide some feedback on the record generally so that they have an idea one way or the other. Um, why do you think that they won't do that? Like they won't provide any type of feedback and, and, I understand the scale of it. And I, I felt hurried the entire time I was there, which I imagine when you sat boards, you felt the same way. Like they're, they're like, well, come on, we got to grade these records. And now that we got to tank everything, they're like, Oh, I gotta go fucking take all these records. And so they're like, you feel rushed the entire time. And considering the gravity of what we're doing, I'm like, I, I, like, I was always, I was the number they were calling out in the tank. Like, Oh, come on, you got to vote. 
because I'm like, no, I'm like, if I didn't grade this package, I'm going to sit here and analyze those screens because that's what I'm here to do. I'm not, you're not going to like hustle me through this because what if I miss something? So like, why do you think that we're not allowed to provide that feedback in any way? Really? I honestly don't. I mean, really? Great. My, great. I mean, I, I called my my grasping at straws would just be that you just create the ability for somebody to also kind of game the system and just check the boxes that are like you said, well, you we want do that already. These seven things to some extent, but, it, but if you did that already, <laughs> if you did it, uh, if you did that already to the extent that you're saying you don't need that feedback because you already have well, you, what they want, right? You do so, when you're the type of person that has like a, a really great record and there's good quotas and you feel like you've done exactly what you're describing and you're still not selected because that stuff happens a well, lot. I've like I've reviewed records where I'm like, dude, I don't know why you didn't get selected. Just wait till <laughs> like, numbers are better. That's right. The, and that's, that was that's the one my answer. That I heard. Is, that's my answer. I mean, Usually is like quotas are like above everything else. Quotas are going to win. So it's like and the best example of that. And like you guys will never see this. But if you ever get a chance like for Aaron, right, or even Bob, like eventually just walk into the supply panel and look or like a tank and watch the RS's records get briefed. Every one of those records sounded like like first class Jesus, every like sailor of the year and this and that. And like uh, and it was like half of them didn't get selected because their quotas are abysmal. And so it's like, it's brutal because I'm like, for me, and I talk, I've talked about this pretty frankly. It's like the, the strength of the candidates the year I was at the seven board was professionally embarrassing. Like I wanted to give back 75% of our quotas. I wanted to give them to the RSs. And it was just like, I, you know, that's not how that works, obviously, but like, it's like, it was, I was disgusted with the quality of our candidates. So there were people making chief or, you know, being recommended for selection that I'm just like, my burying my face in my hands, but then these poor RSs aren't making it because quotas. And it's just like, it's gross, but it'd be nice to be able to provide some type of feedback. Cause sometimes it's like, it's weird stuff, you know, like it's like the type of stuff that, cause there are some idiosyncrasies to the board process that aren't like explicitly stated at an ECP or like a, uh, precepts and board convening letter type document. Like yeah, there's- I, I, that's what I was, I was going to say, like, I think we do our, I will tell like not, um, submarine force. Mm-hmm. I think we do our best to give them that on the front end. I agree. You know, I agree. Yeah. Um, better. And I will say better than most, um, maybe not all, but most other, um, right. You know, rates or yeah, communities. Their ECP could like the considerations from E6, E7, most non-submarine ratings, it's super subjective and, and like, like these really vague descriptions of the things that leave a lot of like room for interpretation. Whereas ours are like fully qualified, best qualified. And it like lists stuff and it's like very explicit uh, and obvious. But you've said in the past though, that like when you went to the board, that that also Mm -hmm. shot us in the foot where you would have somebody it, who's dominating on a did. boat and they're like, well, but he's not the LPO. And you're like, yeah, because so, he just happened to be an LS and there's only three of well, them and I, there's a second first class. And yeah, it shot us in both the be. foot. It shot us in the foot when I was there. Be, I think in my analysis, because we commingled submariners with other surface ratings, like I, I am like 
and I think Aaron will agree with this, but I don't know if you've, you've seen surface records in this type of detail. Cause like when I went there and they told, I thought I was grading CSS records. I thought that's what I was there to do. Turns out mm-hmm. I'm grading everything based on a five minute SME brief from a surface RS. I'm like, I'm infinitely more qualified to, to grade a submarine a gangers record than I am a surface RS's record. Like, infinite because you don't have to explain submarines to me but a a surface rs like they they were making um there was a a year it was like i think it was two years ago where some miscommunication between the people that should have been tracking this and there was no css on the eight nine board like there was an lss and i i know the guy because i used to work with him and he told them very explicitly like thou shalt not select a cssc for senior chief if they're not qualified dive and then what did they do? Went and like all up and selected a bunch of dudes that were qualified dive. And it's just like, granted, like if a CSS was there, it would have helped. But it's not like if a if a surface guy is grading that record, they're going to give it a better grade. And then when you bring it in the tank, especially once you get rolling and like we're, we're grading all these records, a lot of times people are going to get lazy and they're not going to do what I did where I was real slow and methodical because I t- I, I'm like, this is too important to, to screw up. But like they just vote in line with alignment with that grade and they're not looking that hard and they're not like and then you get even for me when I, I'm in the tank going, hey, is a guy qualified leading CSS? No. Then what, like, what are we talking about? He's not fully qualified. But in their mind, they saw this like nice stuff that made him look like a good strong record that should should get a strong grade and it's like but he's not fully qualified next record like what are we even talking about and so it does it got convoluted but i think it was mostly because we were a commingled panel like if i had been in there like that there's not a single one that would squeak by a room full of submariners not qualified dive you just you see you know what i mean like so it's it's just not and even a qual generally like we made a fully qualified criteria you have to be qualified leading CSS. It's a qual they created in like 2017 and put in CTQS and blah, blah, blah. But they, we, we said as a community, we're making this mandatory for fully qualified for E7. And then went in there and completely didn't follow our own rule at all because <laughs> banana, you know, and I was jumping up and down about it in the tank, freaking out. And then when we walked out, I walked up to the, the board, uh, wasn't our panel SEL. It was like the Millington rep guy. It was some CMC that worked at Millington that was in the room with us. And I said, what the fuck? You know, like we just said, like in the room, we briefed it. And then in the room, I'm freaking out about, oh, he's like, oh, you should have brought it up in the tanks too late now. I'm like, I was sitting right behind you freaking out. Like, were you not paying attention? Like I called it out every single time it wasn't there. And we still just created it and moved on because we got to finish all these records. So doomsday, I don't even remember, dude. Well, I, so I, I kind of do. So you were talking about, uh, like selection board feedback, right? And cause you're oh, talking yeah. about like how yeah, yeah. if he, he goes, talks to his dad to get feedback. And I would say yeah. that in that same vein, we, that's exactly what we tell people to do, right? You don't get selected for chief, go mm. talk to your chief or go talk to other chiefs and ask yeah. them. To look over your record and say, hey, can you tell me what you think did or didn't work? And it's the same thing with him when he's talking to his mentors about it, right? They didn't sit the CMC selection board, so they don't actually know. They're just going to base it off of their experience, the same as you would off of any first class that doesn't get picked up. But with with your feedback, I agree with you in the sense that there should be like, I, I told you this before too, that it should just be like, it's super easy to narrow down, um, 
the hard part is you'd have to come back after you know who the list is and then you'd have to go through everybody's record who didn't make it again and kind of re-review but like you said you could almost go through ahead of time and check like my thought would be grading it right my thought would be there's like four boxes right that you could check either missing qualifications uh length of sustained superior performance or however you phrase that right like Mm. you haven't been good enough long enough uh something like a something wrong or missing in your record like a a, an administrative issue yeah yeah um your evals however you phrase that like they're just not good enough long enough right you're missing required quals right or you could just check like quota limited or yeah. quota limited, limited, and then limited, limited, yeah. right? I was gonna say <laughs> limitations, make, and I changed it. We halfway, make words right? here on Diga's podcast, but, but what I mean is, if you could check a couple of those boxes when you grade it, that just goes into the background. Nobody sees it while yeah. you're briefing it in the tank, and that would take and two then seconds. If you if they made if you like make a canned it, list of like yeah, you check is, two or three or none or. Like and I can, every, I can number you think, them in order of importance or something like, yeah. Well, you could just check whichever ones you want. Right. And if you think right. that they're like, you're grading their record and you're like, this person is, you know, the next war hero. And mm-hmm. so you check quota limited and that's it. Yeah. Because if they didn't make it, that's the only reason. Right. right. And then you send it through. If they make it, all that just disappears and never yeah, makes yeah, it back yeah. to them because who cares? Right. But then if right. they don't make it, then those magic check boxes appear and you go, Oh, cool. I was a one and a three this time. So that Bob, means I need to have better, longer genius. Millington. It, make it. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I guess, um, you big know, brain. next time I, t- next time I talk to big people, I'll go give them big brain Bob. Hey, That's right. Big you know, brain Bob. You could, you could distill it. Cause there's really, there's those a reason are the only he's options, your stepchild. Right? It's big brain Bob. Like. <laughs> but there's only like four reasons like that, that I, you know, that I can think of yeah, sitting here yeah. right this second that you right. would not make it right. Mm-hmm. There's either not enough quotas. There's something wrong with your record. You don't have something required or you just haven't been, well, and you could say like, like good enough, long enough. Right. You could have one that's like, did not meet fully qualified criteria too. So that they know like, you right. there's something like uh, like yeah however you phrase that button yeah yep. yeah because then it's like a button it, that basically says like, look at your ecp and <laughs> do what that says did not like meet ECP go right do what there. we already told you to do right like that's just what go the, do what we what, already told you to do that's what the end of the final revision of this will be is like you're they're just going to make an automatic function that like if they're not selected it's just going to say did not meet ecp criteria and then you just have to figure out what that means <laughs> like like we're not going to get options and be able to provide any type of nuance it's just going to be like didn't meet the ecp criteria all right which How, one? so you wouldn't be <laughs> like, so stressed at the board right <laughs> well right there's that but you wouldn't be because no because the what they would do is they would push it even further to where before your your board your record goes off they'll yeah. automate something into bol so that you check like scan record and it's going to be like yeah, nope yeah. didn't meet this requirement and then you're going to be like cool cool right. cool 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 and your your record's not even going to go so like <laughs> you'll be sitting there screening through them and it's going to pop up with an alert saying dope. missing if one and three sorry if they could use ai to like screen out the ones that aren't fully qualified like if you don't see lpo in a record just delete those ones <laughs> if only you're fully qualified, but then when it comes sure to you you're going to see at all ever and wouldn't ruin the careers or advancement prospects <laughs> It would be all bad, but that's what would happen, right? It would be like best intentions uh, gone awry. Skynet has become yeah. self-aware. <laughs> guess, not, not to make everybody back to reality, but like, <laughs> like I think 
NTMS, right? Like the stuff we were talking mm-hmm. about, yeah. there is no beforehand with, you, with what we're talking about. There is a lot of beforehand, right? That's okay. true. There's, there's not That's a lot fair. of, there's not a lot. Uh, there's just logic with yeah, what and, you have e- and, experienced. Yeah. Like. And TMS and even, and like, uh, you know, Bob was correct. Like, you know, the guy I talked to at that time, it was, you know, when I didn't get selected was force Harris who mm. may or may not have anything to do with, right. um, why I did or didn't get selected. Um, mm. but again, he's just like a guy that a first class would, you know, a chief mm. that a first yeah. class would go to, to say why, you know, you looked at my record, you saw all the things. Why do you think mm-hmm. I didn't make it? Um, so do I think it's a really cool idea to, you know, have some blocks, even, even if one of them's other, you know, yeah. to, cause I think that you could, the person that's going through, it wouldn't even have to go up through the, um, um, the tank. Like mm-hmm. if you did not meet, if you weren't fully qualified or whatever you want to, to call that, that's an easy thing for someone that's reviewing the record to say. Yeah. Check that, then that, Check. that reopens the collusion Pandora's box. I think like the whole reason we take them all the tank, which I don't like, I don't think it fix all fixes all the problems, but it makes collusion no, really. No, really he's difficult. saying yeah, yeah, no, don't take it to the tank. No, 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 no. That's what no, I was saying. Well, too. I'm, I'm saying it can still go to the, that record can still go to the tank. The record, not the, the reasoning. Guy, right. But the guy well, that's reviewing the record can say like, Hey, this, he didn't meet. Oh, and, and okay. Can, I thought you meant can like push up. my me as a board member grading the record. If I click doesn't meet fully qualified, then it's not going to go to the tank. I'm like, that's no, no, no. Like, no, 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 no. I think all that stuff. Ha- all right. I think stuff has to go. Like all that stuff yeah. has to go to the tank. No, because there's the too many intangibles, click, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. have like a letter right. to the board that explains why you couldn't be the LPO because you were number right. seven right. in first classes right. on this miracle boat, right? That like. Yeah, it just wasn't possible, but I did X, Y, and Z, or your record shows other things that make up for that lack of something that's, you know, you yeah. realize isn't possible for every person to right. have, then like that, that shouldn't exclude you from being able to make it potentially. Well, and too, like going to the, t- like once the tank is done, like it's done. I mean, mm-hmm. barring like, you know, A the regrade, CNP, like, yeah. right, review. Well, CNP, or if there's some regrade or, or something, but for the, for the most part, like those are the guys that made it. So you want to mm-hmm. be able to, if you're going to give a reason, you want to give that reason. And th- and let's say that guy did make it somehow in the tank, he did make it. So then yeah. that just check mark goes away. And the right. dude made yeah, it. Yeah, they just they never, never see it. it. Yeah. Never matters. Yeah, they never see mm-hmm. it. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, you know, you, for example, like old, old, uh, old chief Bob back here, you know, someone poops on their face because he doesn't have MTS, but he gets to his boat <laughs> and he qual- and he qualifies. Like, I had to bring it up. You had uh, to qual- because yep. he didn't make senior chief because he didn't qualify MTS. It's simple. Collusion. It's simple. But, but look, so, but hold on. I'm, I'm, there's a bright side to everything. So when he, when he goes back to the boat, which he is now, like he qualifies dive, requalifies chief of the watch, does all the things. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Now. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't have that one thing to maybe someone will not like, but he got all these other things. And so now he's, you know, yeah, he can, yeah, yeah. he can pass that guy's so, um, record review. So then my question would know. be, it, and it's, I have a feeling that it's very subjective, but how long, right? Because obviously I didn't do MTS for my million reasons that all, that's a whole episode in its own. Um, but so I get back to the boat, qualify all the things that I possibly uh-huh. can. Right. And I'm, I'm the dude. How long does that, like, my thought is I'm a very logical person with my thought process on things. And so it's like, okay, well, 
he doesn't have a time machine, so he can't go back and do anything about it. So how long do you punish that person for not doing that thing that they can't do anything about anymore? It's I don't not, think it's or do you just move on and it's go, not oh, okay. punishment. Yeah, it's not a punishment. Yeah, it, the way you just go, okay, well, next command, we, did he do what he's supposed to do there? Cool. Right, then we yeah, moved on with and, life and, and we don't care. And it's not okay. like you're it's not like you're uh, being above Riska and being a ranked EP and all those things like go out the window just because you didn't qualify MTS. Like, right. It's it's more like but so it's more like we're going to tally up the scores for everybody and you would have gotten two more points or like I'm making that number up. It's not there's no numerical value, but like yeah, no, you would have you. gotten more more favorable grading if you had qualified MTS. But it's it's not like a huge thing like you weren't LPO at C so, going up for chief right so it's like you would have gotten a little bit more uh, of a consideration and they're gonna notice right. that you didn't qualify MTS while you were an instructor yeah. but if you go to the boat and you're crushing it just like you did at best it's like it's not you're not gonna get held back from promotion as like as if they have a grudge it's just you're just not it's not like a mass that's gonna qualified. slow you down longer no or something. no it's more there's like so, a, if, there's if no we lined up <laughs> Yeah, if we lined you up with your clone and your clone is qualified MTS, they would make it before you. That's the only. Yeah, no, I get like, that. So then, so then, not, also it, it with may, that, it might not even be even make. It's not that you won't make it with that person, your clone that's MTS qualified. It'll be that guy may be higher. higher than you, a slightly higher score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, but that's now where where that. where that where that could be a pain in the ass is if they make six and yep. you're seven. Right, and yeah. that's the part that. To me, we give we and I'm gonna. Beat so I can Bob still with, say that I'm top ten EW chief in the Navy because they only made nine, uh, and nobody can prove that I'm not number ten. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. I you can what? say that. Can't I can't prove say me wrong. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I will tell. Okay. I will tell every. I will tell every sailor the same thing I've told the the Bob behind me, which is, uh, you know, like they give you the playbook, mm-hmm. like. Yep. You have all the plays. All and you got to do is don't follow it. It's going to haunt yeah, you. Until, it's going to get yeah. you. And the unfortunate yeah. part is there is some, right? There's some, you know, projects is one that it's just mm-hmm. like they've done leaps and bounds of where they were to explain what you, what it yeah. is you guys do. But it's, I think there's still room to grow with that um, right. because there's all these niches um, that guys right. are like, Hey man, like this is the cool stuff. And yeah, and it, yeah it is cool stuff. But it's not on any. It doesn't. You can't write that down on any. Uh, they try. Like if you're all the if you're a quarter, CPs, there's a description of like, like the watch yeah, station. But there's still a lot of like. There's yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. there's so many commands because at least for mine, right? They listed by command. If you're this command and you mm-hmm. qualified these handful of things, right? Which is great, yeah. and those are probably majority. But think about all, there's so many, like yeah. the Navy is massive, yeah. right? So if you went to go do, like if you went to JCU, right? To go to the joint comms, but let's Ooh. say you're a Navy T, right? I'm sure they have a Navy T billet at one of those high speed, low drag commands mm. and you're doing nothing but like working with SEAL teams or whoever. Yeah. I, if I was sitting aboard, I'd be like, I, there's zero ocean that they worried. Like there were zero charts that they worried about. I don't. I don't, they did a bunch of great stuff. That's not their job. I don't care. Yeah. To some extent. Right. And I get that there's a lot. Though, yeah. No, like, but, had, but that's still to his point that that's yeah. still something that's not uh, explained necessarily. Like you right, could go right, be dominating right. the, 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 uh, like, why can't I think of the name of the community? You interviewed the dude from there too. Um, the, the go fast community. 
Oh, Swick? Well, not just Swick. What's the... Like Naval Special Warfare? There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, no, the NSW. NSW tech, that was the acronym yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah. But the, the NSW command or community, right? Like those people aren't, at least on mine, I know there's ton, tons of comms billets, right? I guess mm. I'm not technically comms anymore, but I'm sure they have land guys also. Yeah. But at least for, for my rate specifically, because I haven't dug through every rates ladder or ECP because right. I don't care that much. But like for mine specifically, none of that's on there. And so, again, no matter what you do there, you're going to be at a, some sort of disadvantage because you're just hoping that the people interpreting it know a guy, that somebody there has the experience, that there's something. Like, when you go off the beaten path, you're hoping that somebody is yeah. in your corner as opposed to the is... obvious. To your point, when you were talking about you reviewing RSs, right? You're looking yeah. at an RS package and you have their ladder and you go, I don't know what they do. Right. I'm reading their right. ladder. If they did something right. external to that... You're, it's all question marks and fuzziness. But to the, you. I don't know that the Naval Special Warfare example is a, a good one. Like I could see submarine special projects being that like being confusing to some people uh, that don't have exposure to projects at the at a submarine panel. Mm-hmm. But like I would think that there's somebody in the room does and they can explain it. But as far as like Naval Special Warfare exposure, like I can tell you, like whenever there was cool guy stuff on Eva, like there was just like a natural enthusiasm and just understanding that they're doing yeah. hard things. And so there were, there was a couple That's times fair. where they're like, we haven't been to sea in seven years. I'm like, they were at Naval special warfare group, whatever. And it's coded as sea duty idiot, you know? And you had to like point neither, it out. Neither just the detailers it's not Hayes gray. Doesn't forever. mean it's not sea duty. You know what I mean? Um, they were just deploying to AFRICOM and all this other crazy stuff. And you're just like, it's you'd like look at the thing it's coded as c dude you're like what the fuck right. it even says you don't even have to know the codes it says c shore like and so right. um, but like most of the time when you got even like uh there was one where like i don't know like i just remember this because it was so unique but like he got pulled because of a skill he had he was an ls and got pulled for a sp- very specific specific skill that had nothing to do with logistics. And he was working at like a sec- super secret squirrel job. And mm. he like sent this really long letter to the board that explained in excruciating detail, like what he was doing, why he was doing it, that he didn't have a choice and what the command was doing to try to like help him meet the ECP criteria in the LS community while still like doing this thing that they decided was more important than being an LS. And so it was like, even that one was really interesting and it, we briefed as like, I, I graded it and we briefed it in a way that it was like, I'm pretty sure the kid made it, but I don't really remember. That's, um, that's how like, yeah, I, I, there's a dude at the, in my SEA class who was a Airedale, like an air mm-hmm. mechanic, I think, yeah. um, who'd been a chief for like 12 years and he just yeah, retired, yeah. was never able to put on senior chief, but he was, he'd done stuff like, uh, I think he said he spent six years with seal teams Mm-hmm. as a linguist because he yeah, naturally yeah, spoke farsi kinda, or something yeah. right yep, and so they same thing. i don't know how that gets <laughs> identified but somehow he got dragged in to go work with a bunch of seals and he's like dude i'm an yeah. air mechanic like i fix airplanes right, right. but yes i know the language i know the culture and he was right. great 
and they, they should just like force around, convert but... people like that to like CTI or whatever. Like it doesn't make any sense to me that they like make that poor guy struggle through the advancement like uh, pathway for a job he's never going to do. And like, well, well then he went keep... to go work at OCS. He was a red rope uh, at OCS yeah, RDC, after that, yeah, which yeah. also not. But but I mean, it was awesome. Like the good thing is he had a really good attitude and he was very much like, hey, I know what I did was important. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Like that? I You know, I didn't get paid. I didn't get advanced, whatever. If they made him a CTI, he could have been a master chief just for being awesome. So it's like, right, exactly. It's kind of a gooned up way of uh, populating the billets. It's like just force. If you're going to make him do that job, you might as well put him in the right career path. Well, I think that a lot of that, like I was talking to uh, one of the other guys about this recently about because he was asking like, hey, knowing that you went there and were kind of at a disadvantage for that, would you do it again or do you regret it? And I said, no, but it's it takes a lot of like personal decision beforehand of like what's important to you, right? Are are you trying to go through Mm -hmm. because the Navy gives you the ladder and tells you exactly what to do one through nine, just do X, Y, Z. And if you don't do that, you have to understand you might be at a disadvantage. Right. You might not, but you are yeah. potentially at a disadvantage to go do something else. And as long as yeah. you get what you wanted out of doing something else, then it wasn't a loss. You, d- yeah, you just I had probably, to know going into it. If I had made a different decision leaving um, uh, Virginia, um, I probably would have retired a senior chief because they offered me the 3MC job at SDV Team 1 in Hawaii, and I was just like, oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and I was coded as sea duty too, so I would have just went to yeah. shore duty and then retired. And so, I, But then I called a few mentors, and they're like, do you want to be a cop or not? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you have to go to a submarine to qualify dive, because they wouldn't let me qualify in Carter. I tried. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like, I had to go back to a boat to qualify dive so that I could qualify cop. And also when I was making the decision, I was still a chief. I hadn't made senior chief yet, even though it would have it came, it would have come no matter what a decision I made. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it yet. So when I made the decision, I'm like, like, I got him to qualify dive to make senior chief. I got a qualify dive to be a cob. That's what I want to do. I'm like, damn it. And so then I, you know, picked the submarine and then made senior chief five minutes later. <laughs> and then like, it was like, ah, but then like I had to get back here because of Ashley anyway. So, but. Yeah. But so, yeah, okay. So back to, uh, your CPO training team stuff with going around, like, I don't know how much dead time was in your say annual calendar where you were kind of waiting on something or like, do, is it feasible? Like, do you think it would make sense to beef up who goes to those billets and then send more, like just proactively like hey we're coming here like say they're coming to to banger and Mm -hmm. it's like today we're gonna do this boat then tomorrow the next boat the next boat Mm -hmm. and we're just gonna talk to everybody preemptively i don't care if anybody asked or it's necessary just to make sure that everybody you know gets forced from big navy to get that training or is that calendar and like i i don't know what any of that logistically looks like or how big the group is of trainers uh I don't know what it is now either, but what I can tell you is that what they did. So like I told you earlier, East coast and West coast was a little differently built. Um, East coast works directly for the fleet master chief. Like that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I worked with the fleet master chief, but technically I worked for Inlick. Um, okay. Inlick is Navy leadership ethics command. Um, and so what they have done is they've essentially, and this is 
kind of what, um, you know, Toby was talking about is they, they have built up a group to now go out and teach the good fight of ELD. Uh, maybe not the CPO training team piece like you're talking about, right. which is only going to be, uh, they all have, it's all CMCs. Those That's who those guys are. It's like, depending like three or three on each coast CMCs and they yeah. go out and they'll do select um, groups, but Enlick and ELD themselves have, um, have built up a group and I, I don't remember the exact number, but they are like ready to work yeah, to and do the so, train yeah. the trainer. Yep. They said so they, they mobile, do. Yeah. Mobile training teams on like ready to go yep. to like, go out. Yeah. Like I said, they the just came and do facilitators things. So the, yeah. it, I mean, obviously with anything, right. Stuff costs money. So they want to, you know, combine as much groups as right. they can. And for example, that's why when they came out here, they taught two courses, right? They taught the, um, uh, normal facilitator. Yeah. Right. Or, oh, they train the yeah. trainer for the uh, ELD and then they train the chiefs one, which is uh, only senior chiefs and master chiefs can uh, teach that. So they can birth more. Right. So they put it all together and they would do the same thing with us when we were, we'd go out and um, yeah, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not really sure. I'll, I'll tell you like my end of CPO training team was COVID. And so basically my uh, hang around time was a lot. There's a lot. Um, <laughs> and I was, uh, yeah, and, now keep in mind, I, I think, I think, uh, the guys, uh, above me were trying to give me a break. Uh, and that's why they sent me, uh, to CPO train team to give me kind of a little break. Cause I had been doing, uh, I was a cob for almost five Just years. Drilling and killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For like four a years, two summaries, like at the same time, like he was, everybody's cob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so there, yeah. I was the, I was the GN Cobb of the West coast. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically like, just squadron 19. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, just the like guy conquering without, submarines, like a Viking, without, just like going around like, this is mine yeah, now. With, like, yeah. Without, but, uh, so then for, for the CPO training team, is that something that somebody said like, Hey, you should go do this. Do you just go apply for it? Like at that point where you just kind of like what, uh, honestly, they told me they're like, Hey, we've got this job for you. It'll give you a little mm. bit of a break. And I was like, cool. What is it? And they said, CPO train team. I was like, I have no idea what that is. Let me look it up. Let me think about it. Where is it at? Right. And, uh, yeah, zero understanding of what it was no other conceived notions nope, other than I called nah. a few people just, and they're like, Hey, that's great. You know, you go and do this. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. And then mm -hmm. I hung out with two really good guys that are both, I, they're both retired now, but, um, yeah. uh, and they were, kind of the, the keepers of it in San Diego. And, uh, man, I had a great time. Like, yeah, learned, that job kind of was being a, being a FA it, at, at senior enlisted Academy were like my two dream jobs. And I, I could have well, been an FA. There was a job for a CSS as I was retiring. And I was just like, I don't want to move to Rhode Island. Should have done it. But that would have been, cool. I, dude, it was so tempting. We, we talked about it. Me and my wife had a serious conversation about it, but Rhode yeah. Island's cool. That's probably my favorite I, New England we just, state. We would have come back here, I think. So like we just I'm like another coast to coast move, like knowing yeah, we're not yeah. going to stay there. I was just like, I can't. And she was still at the shipyard. And so it just didn't That's make fair. any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Kind, kind of cool is that uh, during CPO training team in Hawaii, um, you know, the fleet mass chief happened to be now the pond. So mm. it was nice to have that guy to talk to and, and mentor. He, yeah. I mean, Good, great mentor, great person to talk to. Um, he does actually give a shit, and he's just a normal guy. So yeah. he's a boatsman. Come on, like 
That's right. I don't believe he doesn't care or anything. I don't. I don't. And I also like. I don't think he's a bad dude. I just think he's. No, no. no. Like, I'm. I'm not saying he does. Yeah. I'm not saying like. I don't think you thought that. I think he just. Oh, yeah. He's a guy that he's just a real person, right? So he listens yeah. and he understands, communicates, you know, well. Kind of mm. tells you what he needs, what he wants, and it's. I mean, I'd work for him again in a second. Like, yeah. If, if today they were like, sorry guy that's there you're you know this new ea yeah. ea guy is gonna be there yeah i would raise my hand and i'd take it um yeah. just a just a down to earth and his wife's awesome like yeah they're good people to be leading the fleet um i know that's a whole crazy um and i've listened to a couple of the your podcasts about the um the reddit which i haven't seen mm-hmm. i'm kind of disappointed because i haven't seen anything again um, I, I, yeah, I'm hoping I that, think, and maybe you have, cause I'm, I just not a big yeah, Reddit guy. Right. I, all I, I haven't followed it super closely, but I've had some people follow up with me and let me know that like that Navy PAO account, which I know isn't like him directly, but it's like his office right. is, is like continuing to take action and follow up on a lot of the threads. But I mean, he just, I don't think they fully understood the assignment like when they signed and that was my prediction. And that's, I think that's exactly what happened was like, they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. And not only did they get just bombarded with like questions and all these like comments and threads and stuff, but they weren't just like, Hey, why can't we have beards? Even though there were some of those, like they were like really well thought out, like bulleted paragraph long, like issue by issue, uh, like essays almost that you could see like junior people and they weren't all junior. I mean, there's a lot of chiefs in there and all kinds of officers, whatever, but um, I don't think they were ready for just the, the content like quality and quantity that they got that I think they just got overwhelmed in the moment. And a lot of people got pissed off because they weren't getting answers. And it's like, yeah, but like no one could answer like the the amount of stuff that they were inundated with, especially when that dude probably types like this. But like even the PAO <laughs> guy, like it's like if you want the MCPON and the MCPON staff that's capable of answering the questions, like the EA guy and whoever else he has in his orbit, it's like an MC3 can't answer your question on pay issues and all that other stuff. But so it's like yeah. they have to process all that. And like and right. there were some very specific issues where like somebody needed like call a command and regulate you know and it was like and they did that too and they there was some where they followed up on threads and said like you know like we've engaged with your you know isic cmc and it's you know getting worked on or whatever well so that's kind of I like can a see how that slower slower less agile joanne bass approach you know like they're just I, not as savvy on like how all this stuff works i don't think but they're yeah, trying, I think, which is some good. of it has yeah. got to be that that generational technology mm-hmm. communication delivery yeah. difference. But some of it, I think just I went to uh, uh, when it was Admiral Richardson was the CNO and mm-hmm. Russ Smith. They came out and did a talk for the area. And, you know, at the end, they opened up to questions and I don't know what they talked about beforehand, but the questions they get are so different. And then at his level, right, you're thinking of like the just complete different communities that are involved with each one of them. Like one one sailor was like, hey, uh, the the backlog at the CDC is taking so long that it's yeah prohibitive like for me to get in and like know what's going and on. And I need my CDC. kids to go to the, the CDC so my spouse can work. Right. So like, right. how, 
because we need money because nobody gets paid enough and and that was a lot of California and a lot of so it's like I don't expect him to know right a lot of questions that he got asked weren't even like. It was like Russ Smith when he went to GW. He's getting asked questions that were like 17 CMCs below him. He couldn't possibly have awareness on it. And it's not his job to fix anyway. All he's going to go do is smack some dude's hand. And be like, hey, go fix this. Because that could have got handled inside of the strike group. Like all, like they had the power to fix everything that was going on there. They just didn't. And so somebody had to, you know, like intervene on on the the ship's behalf. But it's just like... It, when you ask him a question like that and he's trying to answer you with like this strategic, like 50,000 foot view of things, it's like, dude, I don't know what's going on at your CDC, but I'll go find the person that does and like smack right. them around and get them to like take action. But like right. he, he can't he can't answer those with the the type of answer that's going to satisfy that audience when he's the Micon no. like he's testifying before Congress yeah. to get funding for 150 CDCs, not trying to figure out why right. your one CDC has a exactly. backlog of yeah like to your point that's the, or something yeah that's the wrong yeah. person to ask that question to right. you're going you're shooting right. too high for some way too high data that you need and maybe that's what it's maybe that's what they need to do maybe they need to that PAO needs to got mm. it it's a lot it's going to be a lot mm. of data dump but where how do we you know whoops push that push that to like where it yeah, needs to farm, go. So what you're yeah. saying is, yeah, yeah. And, and then, and then have something that the Mick pond, you know, maybe we put them on Instagram or maybe you put them on mm-hmm. Facebook and you're like, you know, have your Reddit groups like, Hey, listen right. to this thing where I'm going to talk, yep. right. I'm going to do yep. something a, a Gen X guy does who That's- talks on a, Yep. And Scotty Korzik, man, like he does that Fridays with the fleet. And I'm like, see, yep. how hard was that? How hard was that? But, so, and it's got, that, it gets but, great responses from people. But then he can go down the line like, hey, I've, you know, your CDC issue. I turned that over to mm-hmm. the guy that's, yep. you know, yep. in char- uh, CNIC, I t- the CNIC CMC has taken that for action and you'll hear a report back yeah. on. So like, what you're yep. saying is I need to set up and start running the group nine AMA oh, for geez. this yes. area. Yes. I'll yes. do the keyboard warrior for the group yes. nine yes. AMA. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, that and I want my I want to do the YouTube thing too, man. The like oh yeah yeah uh, CMC answers questions thing. Uh, yeah, I'm down. Do like I'd be interested. Uh, it would be kind of cool to dope. do like a local AOR. You know, it, I think yeah. it would be to to this point, right? Along the same vein, it would be more beneficial to the people in this area, right? That as yeah, opposed yeah. to somebody shooting straight to the top for the Mick mm-hmm. who's going to go, I don't know. Let me call four mm-hmm. people. You would have a better answer or at least know what they're talking. When they say, Hey man, what's the story with inside out right. cafe? You could be like, well, well, okay. I know what you're talking. He could about, also go, whoosh, Hey, CMC, whatever. What's the, what's this deal with in and out? You know what I mean? Right. Cause like, he's the guy when it comes to like submarine regionally, like that's Aaron, right. Aaron's when he checks in, he's going to be the guy. So it's like, yeah, he can also like very a lot more quickly, uh, like talk to the person who's actually in charge and get results. See? So, I'm just full of ideas back here. Man. I know Big that's two Bob. bangers. Are I re- got are you one episode. Down, Bob? Jesus. <laughs> this has got the podcast. Name's this is what I got. Bob. I was going to, I was going to do, I was going to do ask the chief and then put the little like, uh, insert more. And I was going to put command master on top. Like, the, like, oops, I forgot some words thing. I still might do that, but it's probably going to be big brain, Bob. Um, <laughs> big brain, Bob should, is big the way to go. Bob. I'm big just the Bob. idea, man. 
That's that's what I did. That's what I did yeah. at sub school. I think I'd sit around in these meetings and go, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Then now you're his stepchild, and so like, like it's. <laughs> but the I I really think stuff like that could be could be great because they even like getting to see. Uh, so Gabe Miller, another dude that is like a mentor of mine. I think he's an amazing. Never heard of being, him, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fucking liar. Um, but I love that dude to death. But when he was the Group Nine CMC, I got to see a lot of what he was doing and I got to like sit in his office. Like I'd go in there probably once a week. And as long as he was in the area and I was in the area and um, like at the end of the day, we just sit there and shoot for like two hours and he would just download all yeah. this crap. Um, and uh, it was interesting to me because like he was doing way more than I think uh, like he had a different approach. I think than a lot of people probably do like, you'll probably be very similar in your approach, except you're way more chill. <laughs> like, uh, but he was like, he was very uh, involved and action oriented and wanted everybody to succeed and would, would be the one out there like getting, getting after it and getting results. But like you didn't, it, like if you didn't talk to him, you wouldn't know it. You know what I mean? Like it, unless you know him and you got to see what I got to see, it's like you wouldn't know he was doing all the things that he was doing. And so like, I think there's something to be said for that level of transparency and just like awareness. Like if junior sailors know that you're doing all those things and that you're willing to answer those questions, instead of being like afraid of Gabe Miller, which most people were, cause he looks like a freaking silverback gorilla that got shaved. And he's just like got that look on his face. You know, he's a really intimidating dude, but like, he uh, like when you actually talk to him, though, like he was incredible, like but he was an intimidating figure. Like I'm if, if he walked in the room right now, I'd still be intimidated by him and he can't even like do anything. You know what I mean, like he was always like cool, always looking out for me. But like he's just an intimidating dude. Um, but I feel like if there was an awareness, it's like like especially because Aaron's so chill. It's like if he did stuff like that and there's this awareness that he cares that he's willing to answer the questions. It's like, instead of being like, Oh my God, it's the group nine CMC. They're going to come up and ask you a question. You know what I mean? They're going to yeah. be like, Oh, this is the dude that does the videos that, you know what I mean? And like, is willing to actually talk about it. Like, I feel like to could be like that. Like if people are aware of his podcast, like I think a first class listening to that, that saw him walking across base would be like, Oh, I can go ask him a question and he'll actually answer me. And it's like, I don't know that many people have that when they see somebody walking around with a cookie on, period, let alone like a, a fleet or a force or like well, a flag. CMC. It's also hard to with, with that specific example. If he walked across the room, because I'm really bad with who is who sometimes. Yeah. Like if he was walking across base, I wouldn't necessarily recognize him. He'd just be a dude. with a Yeah, cookie. that's true. He's because just a CMC. You, you have to be four yeah. inches from his face to read the tiniest <laughs> stitching yeah, that says yeah. whether it's fleet force right. command whatever right and then okay That's cool fair. it's command but like which command that doesn't necessarily there's a big difference yeah. between all but of those, yeah right? if it's if not like an admiral on YouTube, where, though they know exactly who he is too so yeah right 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 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no that, that's a hard spot with like cmc stuff is you just see like a yeah. cookie and you're like okay whatever it's and honestly like it's just way older yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways, he just called you old, bro. Like in a lot, in a lot of ways, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I can hear you. Like he, uh, in a lot of ways, I feel like it, it almost doesn't matter too. Cause like, they just need to know that he's the like regional. They don't even need to know that he's at group nine. You know what I mean? Like they just need to know that he's yeah. like a high level CMC in the area. And it's like, it, yeah, I feel like it would, that type of like awareness and visibility, 
where they're getting communication from you, even if it's one way, will f- also open up their willingness. Because like you probably if you then had a like a, a regional all hands call with all the submarine, it's like they're going to probably be a lot more willing to engage with you than they would be with some nameless, faceless group nine CMC. You know what I mean? That, and, yeah. and I don't know. I, I think it's a great idea all around and we should make YouTube content until you get in trouble. <laughs> I just, I just say that. It. Not the getting in trouble part. I, know, I'm I, think here. Be okay. I don't want you to get in trouble, but like, I'm just saying, I think I might be blacklisted by some people. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm here I'm for just, it. I think I'm I might for be. It. I'm not positive, but then Mick Pond definitely untagged me and some stuff. So it's I'm just like, I don't know, like maybe, well, maybe I'm on the blacklist. <laughs> Maybe due to recent uh, outbursts. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but no, this was before that. He untagged me in the AMA response. Oh, but, oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you, yeah, you, you talked about that before. Yeah, I got some tea on him too, but I won't say anything. <laughs> Jesus. Out of respect. You're just out here burning every bridge you cross. <laughs> I did say I like you- what... <laughs> when I did oh, that like, last I'm podcast, retired. I, I maybe thought you, yeah, yeah, I thought you wanted people to come to the podcast. I not, do. Yeah, but to. also, I want institutional change, and I might have to go scorched earth because nothing else is working. That's all I'm saying. Like that was that usually like, I don't know. Like historically, the scorched earth has always worked for people. At some yeah, point. but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like I, I feel like the stuff that the stuff that your, you know, your conviction is about is happening. It's just not happening yeah. at the speed I think that all of us That's, want and yeah and i don't think it can i just don't think it can I, yeah you're like, not wrong yeah the institution like, like can't i want change as fast as I, we would like it, it to just because it's we, size and structure. we used to do for the for for enlisted leadership development we do the disc project I, you know it's basically like um it's like myers-briggs but like really yeah, yeah, yeah. you know really truncated like we're not spending thousands of dollars for every yeah. single sailor to figure out that they're a E- etnfj or whatever yeah, or whatever I the letters are something yeah I yeah, have mine yeah, in yeah. drawer still <laughs> right but it, it's very similar right so it's you know those four letters of disc can tell someone hey this is how i am and this is kind of yeah. why i don't get along with this other person who's this other right. letter right and you and we can offline talk about what each, each one means but yeah. the funny part is so that sailor goes and we we tell the sailors this we're like, hey, don't go back to your chief and be like, I'm a D, I'm an I, I'm an S, I'm a C. I'm like, yeah, right? Because yeah. they're like, I don't give a shit. Like, go work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, right, but right. but that's the kind of stuff that, uh, like, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, yeah. And and there's like a skew in the, in the in Back to the Future where we're going to have all these sailors that know all this cool stuff and leadership and development. Mm. And you're going to have a bunch of guys that have only been to SCA. Yeah. Yeah. And at some that, point, yeah. at some point those are going to come together, which is yeah. going to be great. Yeah. It's just going to take, take a, it's going to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. It, and and that, it might. Like, that's the, well, the, like I was talking to somebody the other day about enforcing the mission, vision, guiding principles. Cause we were having this conversation about like why I think the creed isn't like, uh, isn't uh, enough and definitely shouldn't be the source document for things like uh, teaching the creed sure. and other stuff. But like, um, we were talking about like, okay, like, cause I, they were talking about, um, all these programs that are coming down the pipe and like all these new ideas that we have. And it's like, yeah, but we also have existing tools that aren't being used. Like I, again, going back to my reference of like, I betcha. And I, like, I, I challenge the two of you since you have ready and way more ready access to chiefs than I do is like, start asking people and let me know, like, like, let me know what they say about like, 
Like what? It's like right now. Like what? List the mission vision guy. You can't task me anymore. I know. That's my point. Is the two of you can get people to do it. Uh, it's like list them for me. Just I don't need the details. I don't need an explanation. Just like what are the mission vision and guiding principles? Like what does your eval say? Like what's every block of a chief eval? Go. You know, and I bet you there's a bunch of chiefs that couldn't tell you. And so like that, that's a problem. And so I was like, look, like we don't have to reinvent the wheel because they were talking about like, oh, like, what would you do? Would you like write these job descriptions or rewrite the creed? Or I'm like, yeah, you can do all those things. And I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm not even saying we shouldn't update or revise or whatever the mission, vision, guiding principles if we think we need to. But what I'm saying is like the mission, vision, guiding principles have been a lot around almost as long as I was. And it's like, yeah. how, if chiefs can't even recite them, then we're clearly not leveraging them, like using them as a teaching tool and leveraging them in the way that we 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 should. And like, they're definitely not dictating the the identity of the chief's mess. Like, in my opinion and analysis, is like I, I don't mm. think that because like how could they if they're not even largely aware of them until they look at like four chief evals and are finally like, okay, I think I got this, you know, like. It, it doesn't make any sense to me that we're teaching off of this vague subjective document that may or may not define the identity of a chief, which I contend that it does not. But like the mission vision guiding principles, like how, how often do you even hear that talked about during the chief season? Like how many chiefs are getting uh, how many how many new chiefs like chief selectees during the chief season are getting sat down and trained on the content of a chief eval? Because I can't tell you the number of times that I sat down with a new chief within the first like two years like uh, up to, I can recall a chief up to two years removed from pinning that had to ask me, like, can you go over the chief eval with me? Because nobody's ever like done that. And I don't really understand why it's different and how it's different and what I should be doing differently when preparing it and blah, blah, blah. And so like that, like blew, blew like continually blew my mind. So I'm just like that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. Like I, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. I was going down. Well, I have, um, so that, that, I mean, that. <laughs> That is, that is in teaching, that is in teaching to the creed now that, but, it, and, and I know that stuff? the Mikpon, yeah, the, the, okay. it talks about each, um, yeah, yeah. Good. each section. And then I know that the new Mikpon is updating hit the mission vision guiding principles. So it should be talked about more. It's a lot okay. shorter Good. and easier to manage. I think now I don't know how that's going to affect the chief eval or, right. um, future teaching the, you know, whatever that's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. called. You know, I, I don't know any of that. I do know that, uh, you know, he has, he has his own priorities, which guess what? Line up with the CNO's priorities checks. Yeah. And then he has, you know, mission vision guiding principles, which also line up with those priorities, which I Good. think is important. Um, but you know how that will, uh, I, I think, I think you're right on the fact that if you just asked a bunch of random chiefs, could they name all of them? Maybe not. Um, but I think they could definitely kind of talk about what they are or what they think they are. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, Hey, I'm supposed to be, you know, the SME or, or, or whatever, you know, whatever those things are. I, I don't, I don't know that they are just going to go like bow, 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 bow. And they came yeah. from this guy, you know, we're going to go back with history from the original. Cause it hasn't changed since Campo. Yeah. Campo. Yeah. I mean like that was the, the thing for a while until, until mm -hmm. recently. Till uh, yeah. You know, I, 16. I don't, I don't even care like what they, I mean, I care what they are, but you know what I mean? Like, like, okay. Like Honey revises them. Cool. 
I think that chief should be like, I think it should be like the sailor's creed or like the core values. Like if you're a chief, I think you should be able to like, like, Oh, you're the subject matter expert on your, your career field, but not about like being a chief. Like you should know this. And I like the, the, one of the biggest problems with the current creed is that it's too long. Like, it's like, nobody's going to memorize a 506 word document. Like, it's but the sailor's creed is like probably 50 words i don't know like i only know this creed is 506 words because i i actually checked the other day because i was writing something and i'm a nerd so sailor's sailor's creed is always a hard one for me because sailor's creed to me is like what i need a civilian to figure out as an enlisted person now i got it we use it and i got Mm -hmm. honor courage commitments important but if you listen to it or really really read it to me it's all about i i i i yeah, right, right. Which it's different so, when, for a chief. I think yep. it should be and different so for why everyone, don't, but, you know, whatever. Uh, yep. And so why don't yeah. we look at um, Navy ethos? Because Navy ethos yeah. talks about the we's and yep. togetherness and all mm-hmm. the things that I think re- are still important right. now. Um, you know, and I don't even, I'll, I'll be honest, like, you know, punch me, I'm a chief, and I don't know when the Navy ethos came out, but I it think it's, like it does talk about four i think because even i mean even the sailor's creeds well even the sailor's creeds not super old in the yeah it's like early 90s yeah well i want to say it's like it happened right after um like they were trying to basically right after a bunch of stuff happened yeah we switched to got rid of drugs and yeah we got rid of drugs something uh yeah i remember reading about again, it but i don't yeah i don't remember the details again shame on me for not yeah. knowing but but what we're, i do what i listen to it what i do listen to is i'm I, gonna know, bet 92 uh, you know big brain bomb but we're gonna are we betting 92 let's go full google uh, like jamie look it up google. pull it up jamie jamie we don't yeah. have a young jamie we have an old <laughs> d guts and he's gonna duck duck go it really quick um, when, but yeah, it just, it talks about things that I want a brand new sailor to understand. Yeah. You know? Talking and, about the ethos. I, no, no, I'm talking about the sailor's creed. Sailor's creed. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But, but the ethos talks a little more about the wheeze and, and things I want a chief and, or, or even a sailor that's just had some time, you know, I mean like been in for a 1986. Oh. It is according oh. to Wikipedia though. So it might be wrong. <laughs> That's first, the first version of the creed came from an idea and oh the idea was in 1986 by admiral james d watkins cno the former group that would create a code of ethics Still for got a chance uh naval war college blah 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 sailor's creed original Waiting for him to hit formalized in nah it doesn't say it just say the only date uh, wikipedia gives me is 86 so okay, let right. me see history and heritage command's got a link to maybe it'll tell me so oh, you might win, Bob. Hang on. It says it's <laughs> I, I saw 1993, winning, but I don't know. Oh, okay. man. I think sailors, it was in the 90s. The Sailor's Creed was written by a Blue Ribbon recruit training panel in 1993 at the direction of Sierra yeah. Admiral Kelso. Yeah. One close. year off. Real close. So close. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go over those, so I still I still have a chance yeah. at winning the final showcase. I feel like it's notable that like it took seven years from good idea fairy moment to implementation of a three paragraph long short document that we all know. I want to say there's some history where they cha- they they weren't sure on honor, courage, and commitment. Like they had to, they yeah. they were changing that stuff for a long They've time. They've talked about changing it recently and the Marine Corps is like, nah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So like, yep. yeah, they're always 
talking about changing but, uh, stuff that doesn't need yeah, change. That's a standard sailor the sailor of the whatever board yeah. question though too, right? If you could add a fourth, yeah. what what would it be? A fourth core value, yeah, what would it be? I mean, but well, like I said, at the end, of, like I yeah. get it that it's important. Like I I get that we keep we keep uh, we tell um, you know some of our senior sailor, sailors to say it sailor of the year sailor core just like Bob was saying, but I just to me that is a it, just reading it tells me like, Hey, this is a guy that I want to help understand what this, what the Navy's all about. And this is what the, you know, cause we got so many different, you know, people come from different backgrounds, different areas. We got to get them kind of honed in on um, what we as the Navy folk believe in. Mm-hmm. Right. And that can do it now from there, you know, let, you know, we talk about wanting and feeding our, middle eight, I'll say middle, middle age sailors, E5 to, <laughs> E5 to E6, right? We want them to like start thinking bigger and loftier thoughts. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, you know, let's get them to, to work on the ethos or work on, right. And I got it. Chiefs Creed. Hot yep. garbage. I mean, awesome. I, it's fine. I'll say, I'll say like, part out loud. It exists. I, I like it. I can't I, get in trouble. I do. <laughs> I do like it, but I do like it because it, you know, it, it does spell out some things. I think, I think you're right on the fact that, you know, someone somewhere had a really good um, pinning ceremony pinning script, and, yeah. <laughs> and someone was like, crushed it. Right. Like, yeah. got it. This, but this is hey, the we need a CPO creed. Oh, check this out. I wrote this. Do go talk script. to Jeff. His it's last lit. year was amazing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, but it also, you know, you know, I do appreciate things like, Hey, you know, at some point, like as a chief petty officer, yeah, you are going to do some stuff that there's no way in the history of ever someone is going to be like, oh yeah, there's an instruction for that when yeah. it's like, you know, some, you know, sure. random. And, and so I do appreciate yeah. what is said by it. No one's ever going to, you know, um, well, I, I say no one, but you get those guys that memorize like all kinds of things uh, on, yeah. on the interwebs. And so I'm not, I'm not going to say never, but what I will say is that, I just, it's not going to be an every, every day. Everybody is not going to remember. Right. Right. It's and so it's it sounds idea. like the, like a parallel would be. So when I played around with the army for a few months, right. The, our, they, it was really poorly done, but it was interesting where they tried to do this like meet and greet because we had about a dozen army civil affairs folks that were in our group. And then the other mm-hmm. 30 of us or so were Navy mix of all communities active and reserve right so it was like hey let's kind of figure out what uh i'm lowering my you know where we're all coming from right so the navy all stood up we did the sailor's creed sure cool and then afterwards they i don't remember if they did an army creed if they have something similar i don't remember they have like a but but i specifically remember them saying equivalent i forget what it's called but I, I specifically remember them saying who is willing to do the uh, the NCO creed, right? And this yeah. random set, like E5 from the army stands yeah. up and they pulled it up on screen, right? On big mm-hmm. projector. And this dude just rattled off the whole thing straight from memory. Wow. Real, just the same way we would do Sailor's Creed at any board, mm-hmm. right? He just yeah. went for it. And then they pulled up and they're like, how about the Petty Officer's Creed? Who wants to read that? And we all just kind of looked at each other like, there's a petty officer. <laughs> Literally that somebody said that there was Never a lot of like, oh, okay. 
And so somebody's standing, and you can see like the squinting, trying to read it off the projector while they're going through it, right? But like, and so, and it was like, I didn't know that this existed. This is the first time I've ever heard this. Yeah. But so it sounds like it would be something similar where like you just have an appropriate, whether it's a Crete, whatever document it is, right? There's something you memorize based kind of on that, like where you're at in your career. So like to your point, Aaron, like you come in, you got the sailor's creed, crush it. Cool. You move on. But somewhere around like the third to second class, you should probably be looking more lofty than that. And there's a different creed, whether or not it's the uh, generic, like petty officer's creed that we already have that nobody knows about apparently. Right. Or, or maybe I'm, just me. I didn't even know I'm about to look this up really quick. I know. I was about to look. I was like, Petty Officer's Creed. I'm just dominating back here. Man. I know. Jeopardy champ. Creed. <laughs> but, like, I will but so like fear nor shun responsibility. And I am always responsible for my actions. I'm always fair and impartial when dealing with my sailors. Remembering not to accept full credit for a job well done without proper recognition of my sailors first. Is that the whole thing? So to your point, there's more E45. No, I feel like it's pretty long, but so that would be more of an E45, but it's still focused on the the eye, but it's a little bit different goals. Right. But then like the E6 and above kind of range, you start focusing on whether that's when you start paying attention to the chief's creed or or mission vision guiding principles or whatever you want to call it. Right. That's when you start. That's the thing that you're asking about it. Like a sailor of the year board is like, Hey, I don't need you to tell me the, Sailor's Creed. Tell me about this thing that is probably more applicable to yeah, your position in the world. I don't think this is real. It's long. I, think that, no, I remember I, I all I remember th- is that it's long. I don't think it's real in that. Like, I don't think I think somebody just made this up because they're like supermoto or something like this isn't it's not appearing on like anything official. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I search I Petty Officer's Creed and the only thing it appears on uh, like for a website besides just images of it is uh, some random WordPress site. But then like the next one is Navy.mil. It's a history and heritage command, but it's the chief petty officer's creed. And then you got like goat locker DOD and it's all just <laughs> other creeds. So like, I don't know that this you're getting algorithmed. Official. I bet you it I'm on DuckDuckGo, dude. I'm not even on Google. It don't um, matter. Google's the one yeah, that you're I, searching through them. I don't think it's real, dude. <laughs> Oh, I'm on. I am on Google. I'm lying because I'm using. I have to use Chrome for. I'm, I'm um, just saying, like, I I bet you it exists somewhere to some extent, or it I did, mean, and it's now no longer official. I, but but to kind of his anyway. point, like maybe it should yeah. be a tiered I, approach. I also don't know. I mean, I'm just. I don't think that. Do we really need to? Stand, is that the things no. we need to care about no. right now? Like that's to what me, we got to no. focus like, on. Like mm, let's focus on. Let, make sure we get a E four creed. Like, memorize no, this. Memorize, memorize this E four. I, I do. Th- I think. I, mean, I do think a re like a redefining of the chief petty officer identity is necessary only because I don't think the Gen Pop really understands the like what a chief is supposed to be. Like I think that they're like pretending and like conforming to what's going on around them which is a group of people who also don't really know what it's supposed to be you know what i mean like and yeah um and i think that's why you get like i've talked to high level cmcs that are are disgusted by the like bumper sticker culture and and like the t-shirts and all that crap but then it begs the question well why aren't the rest like why aren't the gen pop chiefs mess folks 
also like going away from that or striving towards something that aligns with whatever you're thinking at the high level CMC uh, position. So it's like there's a there's clearly a disconnect um, between what they think a chief petty officer and what they think the mess is and what they think our mission is and the people that are out there actually doing it every day. So like, and it doesn't necessarily need to be the creed. I'm just saying that if we're going to model how we build new chiefs on the creed, then we need a new creed because that one's not going to, going to do the trick because it's a pinning script. Like I think, I think you could release the creed with like an instruction that has like a, a pinning script template that, uh, we standardize using the existing creed largely. I think there's some stuff that needs to go away, but like so that you maintain some of the tradition that people would will inevitably throw a temper tantrum over. But I just, yeah, then I don't Paul's got to write a new book. Uh, well, Paul I, doesn't work there. No mo. It'd be somebody else. So, <laughs> I mean, somebody has got to write a new book. I'd see his I'll name. Write, all I'll write a book every time I go. It doesn't matter. That's not well, who, uh, you know, I'll have Paul, AI write like how many people have read the chief petty officer handbook. I have both of them, by the way. But like, I'm just saying, like, how many people have gone through that book? <laughs> yeah, no, I I just remember <laughs> sitting in 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 Groton and flipping open an old one with the yeah. version before Paul's. Yeah. And yeah. It, in the like Hagen. first couple of pages, it talks about like contributing authors. Right. Yeah. And one of the guys on there, you're like. That's N1. Let's just yeah. go. Or like that. He wasn't N1, but he was like in our building. And you're like, you go down there yeah. and you're like, I know that you were retired Navy, but like, is that you? Like, are you the same guy? Yeah, and he's probably. like, oh, no, that was me. And that you're like, <laughs> oh, so you're like a thing, right? Like yeah. you, you helped write this book on how to train all chiefs. Yeah. And you're Dude, just I almost here got running to, like facilities. I almost got to rewrite a third edition with Paul. And then he left that job. And I was like, God. Uh, it would have been really cool. Even if low, like there's a, probably only like a hundred people buying that book. I just thought it was cool. Like I'm like, that'd be super fun. But yeah, I, we didn't see, you see, it could have been your name on page three. Could have been, but it wasn't. So bummer. It would have been my claim to fame forever. Um, yeah. What haven't we talked so, about? Let's do something. What, go ahead, Bob. I don't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake. Your big brain is stroking out. No, it's been <laughs> I can't, a long weekend. I can't like, call it I had a se- Bob if you can. <laughs> I, had a, I had a seven-year-old birthday party. My seven-year-old now. Birthday party. This is just, you can't act trampoline like that's park. unique. Because then your life is on yesterday. fire every day. So it's like, you it don't is. to like, oh, I had a really hard day. Like, nope, nope. Your whole Listen, life's a dumpster fire, bro. I've been there. Right now, it's, <laughs> right now it's two nothing. I'm up on your ideas. <laughs> what time That's did fair. you wake That's up fair. today? I had my whole head and neck cooked by radiation, though. So it's different. I woke up at like 11, <laughs> right, I right. think. 10.30. Yeah, it was like 10.30. Yeah. Living his roughest life. I know yeah. it's a hard knock life over here being retired. You know what I'm saying? Unemployed, retired. It's awesome. <laughs> you did talk, you talked about that the other, um, what did you talk about? Oh man. Which I thought was really interesting. I don't remember which, hmm. who it was with or what podcast, but about retiring and how yeah. a lot of people are scared of, um, getting out yeah. and just mm-hmm. not knowing. And usually they can do well. I, I always joke that using, uh, Fear of the unknown is the Navy's best retention tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Because Me. so they're like congressionally mandated to send you or give you the opportunity yeah. to go through taps before you get right. out. Right. Yep. 
And I remember when I went through CCC school, they made a point of saying like comparing the branches and basically said the Navy was hot garbage at getting people through. And, and I don't know what time frame that was talking about. Right. Don't know if that's current, whatever. I had right? a really but great experience. There, at some times. point in time, the Navy was really bad with getting people through taps and Ooh. checking that box. And so that we've made like a concerted push to make sure Ooh. people go through taps. Right. And then there's, I don't remember the time frame of when you're required or when you're supposed to go, but I've heard from everybody that's gone that like you should go at least once, like a year and a half out once, yeah. like closer to a year like to a nine months. Out, it's like yeah. a year out. It's a year out. Right. And then out. and half of those people still good, say yeah. like, and half of those people still say like, I was still, I felt behind the curve or I immediately had to go do a whole bunch of things to get time done. I don't know. Right. But I, cause yeah. I haven't been through it, right? Because I'm not getting out. However, right. um, I think the that portion of it, the biggest thing that at least commonly from everybody has been like, there's so much stuff out there that I didn't realize existed to yep. get out that you don't know until you make the decision, yeah. right? Which yeah. would probably help make people feel better about the decision of getting out if that's what they should yeah. do, if they knew that those things were there. So like, there's probably some merit to... I heard some, you know, there's some old thing that uh, I had a chief on my first boat that said that everybody should go through taps every enlistment. Like you enlist, you go to new command, yeah. you should go through taps just so that you know what's there and you stay current mm. on the world before you make the decision to re-enlist. Before yeah. you re-enlist, go through taps just so that you understand and you're making an informed decision. Well, and I can get behind that. It's just odd. If you're on it's the kind fence, of funny to guess, say like. like while I, I was at sub school, I went, while I was at sub school, I went through taps and mm -hmm. one is because I had enough time to do it. And yeah. two was, I was tired like 20, cause at that time, what, 24 year, 23 years in the Navy mm -hmm. and people come to me and they tell me all, you know, Hey, I'm getting out. And I just was like, didn't feel like I was equipped to help them yeah, yeah, yeah. through that process I that, because yeah. I knew nothing about the process. Mm -hmm. Cause I've been in. And so I was right. like, you know what? I'm going to try to go to taps. And I, yeah. I didn't really, I mean, there was no intention for me to get out. Um, right. I mean, there was a small, right. Cause I, well, yeah, I didn't know yeah. where I was going yeah. from there, but like, you know, there was, but reality is, it's like, you know what, let me go check this out. And mm -hmm. I feel like now I am, you know, well prepared when someone comes to me and says, you know, Hey, I'm, I want to get out, which I, I mean, if we want to talk about some whole other thing is like, I feel like that's going to be, a lot to talk about when now folks here, uh, let's see. So these folks now are just coming through almost the end of their shore duty are the mm -hmm. ones that are only be only BRS. So only born oh, in retirement. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. And so, um, there's going to be, dude, when they so, came out with that, I had this like immediate react and I'm sure a lot of people did. I like, I'm sure this is an original thought, but I was just like, Oh God. I was like, there's going to be this generation of sailors that are all just like, bye, because there's no like, uh, stay till 20, get a pension. So there's no, like, no reason to stay in anymore. And so, yeah. like, there's going to be this huge exodus. And like, not, so that was back when it happened. And then now we're already having a huge recruiting and retention issue. And then, like you're saying, now these uh, this generation that's all BRS is going to like age out and like presumably a lot of them are going to run for the hills. Cause like, what's the incentive to stay now? So I was like, so, how long, 
how long until they reinstitute the regular pension system just to keep people I, I, I in? Don't, I don't I don't know if they'll ever reinstitute the that, but I think right. you just have to saves way too much money for Big Navy. Well, well, well the, right. I mean, it, if you bean look, counter gets a say at some point everywhere. I don't disagree. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you look at how much money like our the money of the Navy goes to, when you look mm. at it, I, I don't know, is it something where I got to see the actual you know, yeah. pie chart of what we spend money on. And the majority is, you know, retire, Personnel, retire yeah. pay and, and, you know, right. Uh, healthcare for those folks. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so why Life would expectancy increases right. and so does the Navy's right. medical bills? Why wouldn't you, yeah. um, you know, figure out a way, which, and, and it also, you know, it, it definitely is a uh, closer to what the system is out in the real world. Right. So what you're hoping what you're hoping for now is you're hoping for sailors to stay in because one, they have good leadership, which we talked about before. How do they? We don't know. Skeptical. And then t- eyes. <laughs> and, and, yeah, right. And then two is that you know, you know, either they're uh, you, the reason they joined was to um, do something bigger than themselves, service, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. those things that you hope them to do. And then the third one would be <laughs> what Bob talked about, which was like the fear of you know, doing something yeah, different because I would hope, I would hope that, you know, folks that are, are in the Navy, at least for the, the first tour, um, decide, Hey, you know what, I'm going to go do my shore duty before they get out yeah. so they can see both sides. You would hope. And that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so those guys that are at BRS, they're in their shore duty right now. And we're going to see what, I, um, what is that zone B with the I zone think, B or zone C? Um, I think you're going to see, a whole grip of people vote with their feet in not a, like it's not going to be a win for the Navy, but just because like, I think back to my, I like at the end of my first boat, I couldn't have been a bigger caricature of the bitter jaded second class. Uh, that's eligible. I hated the Navy. And the only reason I reenlisted was I was sitting there thinking about the prospect of moving back in with my parents when I separated from the Navy and I'm like, yep, can't do that. Like, I'm just not willing to accept that. I love my parents, but I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, yeah. I, and the other reason was, um, and, and if the post, like if the post 9-11 GI bill had existed when I was at that decision point, I would have ran for the hills a hundred percent chance because the re like, I didn't want to move in with my parents, but like, if I had the post 9-11 GI bill, I could have went to school and like paid for housing and everything. Like I could have just went to college, which is what I did on shore duty. I got my culinary degree when I was in Groton at, in, at Johnson, Wales in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's like, I was looking at it like the, the Montgomery GI bill, even when I did that stupid kicker thing too. It's like, too. <laughs> it was like 25 grand and some change. I'm like, my culinary associate degree because Johnson Wales is like a prestigious culinary school. My associate degree was 30, 30 grand. Like I can't like, what am I going to do with 25 grand? So I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'll go to shore duty. I'll get paid as an E5. I'll have health insurance and BAH and everything. And uh, I'll use tuition assistance and top up and then I won't have any debt. Right. Um, but if post 9-11 GI bill existed, which it does now, and they don't have the prospect of like sticking it out for 20 dude. Like I don't see how any of these kids are going to stick around, man. Like, yes, there's always like a certain percentage, but I think it's going to well, be such that's, a giant exodus. That's the the difference though. Right. It's, it's the same thing every time you leave a command, right? Cause you leave as you're the senior, whatever rank 
You know the yeah. most. You're the most confident person, right? You could dominate that command, whatever rank you're at, doing your job. And then it's like, yeah. hey, you're going to go to shore duty. And it's like the promised land. You don't get underway. You're not standing duty every three to four days, right. whatever, right? Like for me as a radio man, I don't have to deal with missile techs anymore at shore duty. <laughs> like this sounds amazing. I'm going to go do that, right? Yeah. But there's still that fear of like, cool, I'm going to show up and immediately be the most junior person who has Ooh. no idea what shore duty is like, what sub school is like outside of being a student there. So yeah. it was there's still that fear of the unknown, even staying within the Navy. Right. But yeah. then add in the, to your guys's point, I had that like, well, I'm like at least chipping away at that 20 years until I can get my retirement. Right. I didn't think of it that way at all at the time I lined up everything. So my PRD yeah. and EOS lined up with the end of yep. shore duty. Yeah. I was going to go take my, my sub pay. I did all the I'm things. Take, yep. I did the same thing. Gave up, gave up sub pay. And I went, I will take my bonus that. and I'll take Ooh. a nine to five Monday through Friday at a schoolhouse that gets snow days. Mm. And, and I will go home at the end of this and I will be happy with my time. I can yeah. put something on a resume. Right. And I changed my mind like a lot of people do, but because right. I, I want to know what the percentage of people that have been in over 20 that joined knowing I want to do over 20. I'd bet you, yeah, I don't think there's that many. well <laughs> over 50% joined the Navy going, I'm doing yeah. my four and I'm going to GTFO. Yeah. And then they went, oh, I kind of like this, or I got used yeah. to this. And then I kind of like this. And then yeah. now they're here for like Dude, 20, I was get, six I was years going, job yeah, okay, I can stick a, around. I was like an 11 and a half year chief leaving Carter and I was job. I was like, I can't do this anymore. There's no way I can go but, back to another side. Like I was going to get out at but, 11 and a half years as a chief. Yeah. But to your point though, right? Like uh, with the, the BRS versus the Montgomery 911, right? If I would have gotten out at the end of short duty, I'd have gotten a high five and a couple of bullet points on a resume and yeah. maybe a, an in with an interview somewhere. Whereas with BRS, they're still going to get something out of that. Right. That they Which can take with them to get out of the Navy. Like in my well, mind, it does, it's not necessarily an incentive to get out. And I'm saying like, if my choice is shore duty or a civilian company that's doing say working in the same genre, the same, com the Ooh. same field, right. I could go work for some contractor doing EW stuff playing yeah. with, I don't right. know, whatever EW, right? I could go get a job there. And then I'm debating like, okay, do I take my my time of pot committed towards doing this and I enjoy the Navy or I don't or whatever? Or do I take just the straight cash and somebody not necessarily have any having any investment in me? Some, com you know, every company's different, right? But like oh, you could go with, I'll take the straight cash or I could take the uh, the investment side of it with the I, Navy and stuff that I know. But when you're in E5, I a hundred percent, I take the cash. Nine, yeah. 10 times also, out of 10 I don't at the time. I don't, if I had that option. A, yeah. Whether it's a fair analysis from their perspective or not, like whether you agree with it or not, mm -hmm. like, which I think, obviously I think there's problems, but like, I think most of the people in those positions that are at that decision point, their analysis of naval leadership is that it's hot garbage and that there is no investment in them and they don't care about them and that they're just consumables mm -hmm. to be used up and and whatever just to get the mission done and put some eval fit rep on the, the bullet like yeah. a bullet you don't lift with your knees the, the leader that uh is doing a horrific job you know what i mean like and and 
a lot of that analysis is based on, uh, you know, like my post naval life of being immersed in the interwebs. So it's like that. I'm sure that's not representative of everyone, but I don't know, man. Like, I think like it's like this. It feels like a perfect storm to me. Like you have all these reasons to get out and really not many to stay unless you fall into that category of uh, I'm here to do something bigger than myself and be a part of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I just don't know. And even that, man, like I've had conversations with even like chiefs nowadays that it's like because of the manning and retention issues and because of just circumstances that exist on on submarines and ships and whatever. It's like everybody's job is exponentially more difficult and more stressful. Mm-hmm. And like I got chiefs telling me they want to get out because they just can't do this anymore. And I'm like, well, that's a self-licking to, ice cream cone. What do you mean? People, uh, people get out because there's. People are getting out because they're it's hard and there's a lot of st- extra stuff pushed pushed on you. So you go, man, this sucks. A lot more is expected of me than what should be, and this is hard because people are getting out. So I'm just gonna get out. And then the next person, it just right, slowly right, yeah. amps up, and well, the next person just wants to get out because everybody else before them just got out. Well, what I'm saying though is like the the um, perfect storm part of it is like if. I have chiefs that are so burnt out and stressed right. out and frustrated and that mm-hmm. they're shutting down and they have the historical context to go back when Manning wasn't quite as horrific. I mean, it's never, I that's, don't know that but that's not true though. It's ever been great. That's objectively Dude, that, not true. In the it, article it, that I read to you from 1948, what? you had dudes that were trying no, to I get know, out. But, what, because how, there was like, too how many much times, How many times in the last 20 years have you seen the Navy giving out six-figure enlistment bonuses if you have I get a heartbeat? Like, so it I has it. to be worse. Whether I'm just it's saying. literal numbers that we can look at or in their projections in Millington or whatever. I'm just saying that it's, it's not like, new. It's not a I'm new problem. Saying I'm new. saying it's a lot worse now than it probably ever has been. Maybe. I, I would say that it feels worse. It has to be. It has to be uh, like, I mean, why would they be cutting these checks? It has to be, dude. Like it has to be. They're lowering the PRT standards. They're like waving ASVAB score requirements. They're doing everything. They like, this feels like full on panic to me, but you know, open to in, more information from the cra- from the audience here. I, don't know. I mean, I, yes, the, they did not, you know, did they meet numbers? No, they used up a big, during COVID, they use a big majority of the debt pool to keep people in. Yeah. And, uh, but I think if you're looking at the submarine force, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you really, really, really dig into the numbers, you know, a lot of it has to do to me with, um, you know, it, it's, it's not so much the recruiting, it's the, it's the retention or yeah. it's the attrition or attrition. Right. And that's, those right, are the things we right. need to work on. Yeah, and and you know, I know you talk about this all the time. I always, you know, I listen to podcasts for a hot minute, and usually, most times, I'm always in agreement with you know what what you're talking about, as far as like just you know taking care of these sailors, getting them, you know, to where they need to be to be to be the best they can be, get all the resources they can use, and and, you know, we owe that to them. So my thought is that. Um, that's the part where I want to work out is, is you know, yeah, how do I, that's how do the I best fix, retention tool I've ever, you know, yeah, fix, re, fix retention and fix attrition. Yeah. yeah reten- is, retention is, and attrition to me are the, are the two. It's not so much of, you know, 
recruiting will figure it out. Like recruiting, yeah. you know, whether it's give them all the monies or, you know, do right. all the things they're going to figure out ways. And then the, you know, and there's ebbs and flows to all that crap. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I think when we're, you know, like I said, we, I think we both came in with this kicker, co- the college fund GI yeah. bill with college fund. Um, yeah. I have no idea what that oh, yeah, even it was called means. Navy college fund or some crap, but like, yep. yeah, I'm like, what? Like, it was it's just, it's, it's just money. a kicker. <laughs> well, the funny part is like, I don't even know, like, so I shifted to post nine eleven so my daughter could use post right. because she goes to Arizona state. So when they, when she expends it completely, they will supposedly include that. What? 1800 bucks in the last page, You'll get it back <laughs> at the very better end of you exhausting the benefits. That is I'm what sure I've heard. Just, and, and I've just I've, their I've, way like, of saving money, you know, cause they I have rolled most through people won't. Not that I'm uh, good at Reddit, but I have I have like roll, rolled through the Reddit <laughs> things to yeah. figure out like what is this kicker thing and where does it go, yeah. and so um, I You'll have heard get that your that eighteen hundred co- bucks back at yeah yeah it, it yeah. Comes, <laughs> comes later, but, which it's like I mean, will you even expend it all the way like maybe but like you have to exhaust your benefits and like who knows like for me when I started uh, my psychology stuff which I'm starting again on the, like the twentieth. It's I'm using VR and E because I'm I have a VA rating. And uh, so it's like it's like a second GI bill. So it's like I do plan on pursuing a doctorate degree, but like I don't know that I'll even because the benefits of VR and E are so nuts. It's like I don't know that I'll ever get to the end of my GI bill anyway. So like you're probably never going to see that money regardless. So that's yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, like like I said, I I think those those are the things that I we can attack that are in the military, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'll let the, the folks at, uh, you know, NETC and RTC figure out how to put people in the Navy. I'm right, going to figure out right. how to keep them in the Navy. Yeah. Um, and that like, so. to me that, that creating the sense of belonging is the most important part. It's like, if you create, if you, if our leadership is, like using all the tools to figure out a way to make those people feel like you care about them and that they can trust you and that um, you have their best interest at heart and all the things. It's like, that's what like, whether or not you could come up with a way to objectively measure like whether or not a person is doing leadership correctly. It's Mm -hmm. like, what I can tell you is if that sailor doesn't feel that way, like doesn't whether again, whether it's like true or not, I think a lot of people get caught up in like juniors. They like dismiss a lot of junior sailor input based uh, based on oh junior sailor. They're going to complain no matter what. And it's like, not really like not like, yeah, there are things they will complain about, but it won't be you if you do this correctly, you know, and it's, it's like if you can make them like create a sense of belonging and, and a value to the organization and that they're doing something important. Like, cause you can if they don't have it coming in, which I think everybody has it to a degree. Uh, and then it probably either gets buried or like destroyed by the organization. But that, that desire to be a part of something bigger than themselves and contribute to like this idea of the nation's defense or whatever. It's like, you can create the the and cultivate a sense of belonging to the organization and like a um, like a sense of importance and that you're part of the process and you're contributing valuably to this team, whether we're talking about like the organization wholly or just like your work center or whatever the team definition is. That I think is like the most valuable retention tool that we have. I just think that most people don't know how to do it. You know, it's like they don't have the tools yeah. yet. 
And I think the Enlec and stuff like that could could teach those things. Um, but yeah, man, I, I like, think. Oh, here we go. Big Brain Bob coming. coming in from the top rope. I think that uh, a lot of that sense of purpose and belonging comes from mission satisfaction. And so in a long, it's a peacetime Navy issue, right? Where a lot of people are doing a lot of things where they're kind of like, why are we doing this right now? All of us have been on BNs, right? Mm -hmm. None of us have launched a nuclear missile in our lifetime. Right. And so a lot of people are like, why are we getting into it? Right. And I get that. That's not the point. I get all that stuff. Right. But to the the E2 that's coming in, it's like, we're we're not going to go destroy half the planet right now with these missiles. So like, what am I doing? Right. As opposed to, I bet you, if you ask somebody from any of the special warfare communities, any of a a lot of these other communities that are the the high speed, they see a tangible direct daily. It is, but I'm not saying we need to start a war. I'm just saying to like make this useful. But what I'm saying is that, that. (laughs) I mean, you did did just say that. You you do say that sometimes. But like well, it's so e- sarcastic. I, I think, I think that's button. a, but that's I think that's a leadership thing. Like, you, yeah, you've got to explain to your sailors what why yeah. you are doing what you're doing for sure. I, right, and g- right. I got it. That I got it. We're not on the front lines. Like, yeah. hey, bro, sorry, SSBNs. Right. We're just here because. But like yeah. at the end of the day, Dude, like you got to say, this is the most important mission. Like, deter. Yeah. If you don't think deterrence is yep. a big deal, then you need to. You know, chiefs you can, need to figure out like I totally agree. But what to I mean is by that- having conviction and like, dude, if you had seen uh we went out and did an inspection on the Alabama, TR Glazer was a cob, and god damn that boat was not. Like I've never seen a culture on a submarine like that except for the Jimmy Carter. And he created that on a BN. He did that. Yeah. I don't think that was anybody like I'm obviously people contributed, but like that TR was the heart and soul of that culture. And it like it's the uh, the leader can create that no matter what. I could create that at a movie theater if you put me. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. you, does it help? Yeah, it makes it a hell of a lot easier when you're on a platform like the Carter to where I don't have to sell them on how important the mission is because they just know inherently. Like, you don't got to explain how important the mission seals are That's- doing it is unless what they're doing is some deployment to the Philippines in the middle of like right after nine 11 and they want to go get after it in Afghanistan. You know what I mean? So like, no matter where you are, you're going to have to explain it at some point. You're going to have to sell them. I agree. I just mean, still got to go do this thing, you know, to the grand idea of staying Navy, uh, and feeling like you were a part of Navy and doing Mm -hmm. that piece. Right. It is easier if there is is a, bigger thing that you I can agree. explain right because you take away you don't need this boat to be hyped because you just turn on the news and you can see something wild right. that's going on that you're like i'm helping that or i'm working right. on this or you know when you're going underway you're going to go do it to go do accomplish x mission right right and so that part of it takes all of that out of the hands and makes it a much larger picture of this is why what we are doing yeah. is important it i'm not saying that it's e- not possible that at a lower easy. scale yeah I'm not saying that they should like, try at a lower scale. Right now, I'm you just could point that, at like, the television and be like, you know, like all, there's rampant speculation about whether or not Putin's going to use nukes in Ukraine. You know what I mean? And what would happen if that happened and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like I could point at the news right now and get a BNL cast up. So it's like I think it's it's a lot more right. dependent on the leader doing what it takes to make that 
that crew feel like they're doing an important mission than it is at like the mission itself being um the thing that does it you know what i mean like i i'm with yeah. you it definitely it definitely makes it easier like you didn't have to explain to, right. to anybody on the carter how, that the mission was in fact indeed important right and you know, they did their read in like, they signed their nda for and they sure were just makes it easier like, get yeah. me underway i want to go do what mm-hmm. i'm supposed to go do yeah. but yeah. it's it's easier in that aspect so those people you probably didn't have to hype up as much about why they should stay no, in not, yeah, or why they should all. stay all that right well, dude, I'd be there curious was a lot of attrition the- on that boat, though, because the first two are sailors. Like, think about how much it would suck to have your first submarine be that boat that's at sea 300 days a year. All you ever see is service pier. Like, you know, like I would argue that it's anything cool except the mission. So it's I like, would argue that it's better and or easier for the first term sailors because they have zero to compare it to. They don't know any better. But I dude. 80% yeah, but the of tempo, my division yeah. got out of the Navy. Yeah, like I'm telling the you, like, attrition tempo. was big there. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I, don't know. I, be, I wonder if first it, term guys. I wonder how much it actually does compare to other commands or or platforms or you know what I mean. Like, is do the did the JC have higher attrition than other places or did it just feel like it because you were there and it was your division? Uh, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'd dude. be curious I'd about that. Numbers. I was the career counselor uh, when I was there for a couple of years um and i th- but i like i don't remember numbers it felt like people were getting out a lot like i and i don't know this was like pts time frame when it right around when it converted to seaway and they were trying mm-hmm. to downsize and so that was probably part of it too um but yeah i mean i i i don't i'd honestly have to look up numbers and stuff like i i i remember it feeling like a lot of the first term sailors were separating um, yeah. And a lot of it, it, a lot of it was probably anecdotal to my division, too, because like a ton of and because I wasn't the guy like I was never and I and I don't I don't think I need to defend this position because I still believe it. But I was never the guy that was like just trying to keep everybody in the Navy no matter what. I was like, what do you want to do with your life? OK, mm-hmm. let's start working on that goal now. So when it comes time to separate, you're ready if that's what you decide to do. And if not, it's like it. I would try to get my people all to re- be ready to separate because if you can make the decision to stay Navy when you it's not because you have to have a paycheck because you have a kid at home and a bunch of like military star card debt, then you get to make a, a clean decision instead of like, right. Oh God, I have to stay in because I have no other choice. And so I was always trying to prepare them for that. But also like, I felt like the best way to accomplish retention for me was for them to know, like if I provide them with quality leadership, which I believe includes like helping them get wherever they want to be. Oh, you want to be a cop when you get out? All right, let's get you ready for that. And then if they change their mind down the road, then they change their mind down the road. And that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. But like if they feel like they've been provided with quality leadership and that I genuinely care about them, I feel like that's the best way to, to convince them to stay. And part of that for me was like getting them ready to separate or like whatever your move, your goal, you want to be an officer, you want to be a different rate. You want to uh, be a cop when you get out of the military. I use that uh, analogy just cause I had a kid on Carter that, yeah, that yeah. was his goal. I only say it like, um, it's not yeah. that I doubt your, your experience or your time there or whatever. And what mm. you dealt with, I just mean like, I wonder the reason I say, I wonder what your numbers were, right. It's because somewhere yeah. somebody's making decisions based off of the hard data and if they're looking mm-hmm. around at it and the data doesn't like it's easy to chalk it up and go, oh, well, CSE just had a garbage couple of years there. And it is what it is. And 
across right. the board though, right? Like everything was fine or whatever, right? And that's going to help drive yeah. a lot of those big decisions. But somewhere, whatever that data point is, is going to point towards something. And that's what is, you know, it, that's just the, the way the thing, world works. The thing that got this whole thing started about data, and you talk about data is like, the data is not in for BRS is, is basically why I brought right, it up. Right. Cause yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. not going to know here in 24, 25 to, to see. Um, I mean, I really guess, change? I guess they could figure out like what the, you know, guys that are in gals that reenlisted for four five and six, I guess right. they could figure that, see what the difference yeah, was before. They're stick around, yeah. yeah. But then I'm thinking of the, but who knows the eight, why? nine, 10, the guy, the peeps that are, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think it is a big group that says like, Hey, I'll stick around for shore duty and then bounce. Mm-hmm. So I, or, or yeah. not, you know I mean? Like yeah. I, I mean, my, uh, when we were at, um, sub school, I was actually talking to my CEO about this at the time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, why do we have such bad, um, is that zone B? I think yep. it's, it's, but you know, mm-hmm. why do we have yep. such bad zone B blah, blah, blah. And, he, and I was like, so that, you know, this has happened COVID, so basically we've locked mm-hmm. them in. We've told them that all they can do is come to work and go home. Yeah. And then it's shore duty, which in enlist, you know, <clears throat> enlisted folks, this is where we make a break. We're about our eight, nine, 10 year point. We go, yep, we're going to stay in or right. nope, we're going to get out. But that was, yep, we're going to stay in because then I'm just going to go, I'm going to go that next 10 right. and get that, mm-hmm. get my, get my yeah. um, retirement. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like there, th- it's not there. Now, I guess I would see like, hey, how well is, uh, you know, what's the stock market like? How's my, mm-hmm. how's my 401k, aka, yeah, you, know, t- yeah. you know, how is that all doing? Is that, you know, to me, those are the things right. they're looking at. Not so much of, well, I got to do 10 more so I can make sure mm-hmm. they could just say, hey, I want to reenlist for yep. well dude, six more so then- or four more, three more to get. So then my, my hopefully the market that, will shift. I don't know. I always heard people yeah. say at least the everybody that was pre BRS that said that uh, after 20 in a day, you're working because you want to stay in the Navy. Pay. Not you get, yeah. You're getting, yeah, half you're making pay. half pay. Yeah, Whatever the said, statement is, right. But there's always that's not actually that. true the way that like, I so mean, as somebody who's in for 20 <laughs> yeah, some odd years, yeah. right. Like, do you feel feelings. like you're, <laughs> Do you feel like a sucker having stayed? Not feel like a sucker, I, but you know I what mean, I mean? Like, immediately I after the guy said it. Yeah. But so, not, well, <laughs> it's, it's a double-edged sword though. Cause like, like, well, you, not you, you're you, making no pay. So he's making all the pay. What are you talking I mean, about? What are you talking about? Bro. I, there's a reason I haven't worked in 10 months and it's not because he I'm literally money. Yeah. He I, makes his paycheck. I, probably I make an him. active duty master chief paycheck to breathe right now. Um, but the, the reason like <laughs> and that part of it on top of it, uh, yeah, uh, right. It, not everybody is where I'm at when they retire because I went through horrific medical things to be, right, right, to right. be dis, you know, like, so it's like, <laughs> if I could press, no, the I just mean like, would, some of that I would, but would, would the, would the pay, like, I think the difference too, is nobody's that's kind of like a, uh, uh, I can't think of the word a specious statement to make because nobody Auspicious? stays in till 20. No, Which nobody much? stays in no? okay. specious. Like, uh, uh, it's like a false dichotomy kind of, you're comparing two things that aren't true. Can you spell um, it please? <laughs> Cause I think we're origin? saying the same thing differently and you're saying it. Nope. Right. It's not auspicious. That is what a different it, word. Spell it. 
Jamie, look it up. What is the um, man, We don't have it, Jamie. That's me, idiot. Like, I'm going to keep using that. Ass, ass so, no, How do you spell it? So, I'm doing it right now. anyways, my point Auspicious. is nobody stays in until 20 up. without having some sort of affinity towards this job. Like, nobody is like, you know what I'll do? Just be absolutely horrendously miserable waiting until I get to 20. Because those people know, that man. are that miserable, I think, would get out, generally speaking. I, and the people that tell you they hate it that long for that bad, I think, are full of it. And there well, are yeah, be- plenty of yeah. benefits and reasons they're staying in that they don't want to admit to. Because I mean, I can cool tell you, school. if you if you asked me in the middle of a patrol on that boat, I would have <laughs> told you I was horrifically miserable and I hated everything and I would run for the hills right now if they let me. Um, and in that moment, Specious. I would have. But also, dude, spell it. That's not a word. S P E C I O U S. It is something that is superficially plausible. Okay, there we go. But actually but wrong. Actually, is that how you actually say it? specious? Specious? Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's S H sound. Not you're saying it like it was specious. 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 You're saying it weird. Specious. Yeah. That's a new word for me. All right. <laughs> I anyway. said at the same time 12 times. You did not. I will rewind this tape right now. I will turn this car around. Acting. Um, rewind that playback five minutes. <laughs> but uh, the, I forget what I was talking about. God damn it. Um, <laughs> you just couldn't let it oh, go. Oh yeah. So like I would have, I would have gotten out and run for the hills in those moments. But then also like you asked me in the middle of running a chief season, I'd be like, this is the best job ever. So it's like, exactly. So my point is that those people that hate everything that are like, I'm just struggling through the next eight and a half years. Like, no, you're not. There's, there's something here that's keeping you here. Right. I think my point is, I think that there is a challenge to tap into whatever that piece is and going back to drag that hook out. Going back to you pointing in the 1940s USNI articles. I re McKenna said it in his article, man, it was like, that people were just sticking around for the pension. And I really yeah, do and his believe example there are said people, three years. Wow. Well, but I think there are really people that get to 10, 10 years and are sure like, oh, I'm going to ride it out. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that both can't be true. Like that you, like there aren't yeah. parts that are redeeming yeah, factors there's always for them an exception. a little bit, but overall they would rather not be in, but they're just like, I just got to ride it out to this pension. You know what I mean? Cause like, you're right. Like I've known people that, are it's like the price of admission is just like a, a bridge too far like my buddy got like he lives locally as well he separated it as a i want to say he was at 16 years 15 years uh and he had just made senior chief and he's just like i can't go back to another boat man and granted like he had set himself up in a way that he could yeah he got uh, the resume separate bullets. finish finish in the reserves and go get a job and he's okay like he, he had like a, a real estate portfolio like this dude was very prepared yeah. to move on but he had planned on retiring like it's not like he was planning on getting out but after his experience on that boat um he was just like, dude, I can't do this again. Like, I cannot. I would, I would argue that without knowing anything about that dude, that he was planning on the paycheck of retirement, not on sticking it out until retirement. And that's different when he found something else to replace that paycheck for retirement. I don't he no longer needed like, to I, stick it out till 20. No, no, that's not what happened. Like he was not, okay. it's not like he could have stayed home and not gotten a job. It was like he had to uh, get a job. He just was set up in a way that it, when he gets to retirement, he's not necessarily going to need that pension. And he was just like, I'll just do the reserves thing so that when I'm 60 something, I still get still a maybe. pension. 
but in the Navy's eyes, he still okay. stayed Navy. Okay. And it was still 1992 instead of three. So you're wrong. Or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as much know, as man. I love proving you wrong. That's uh, fine. I don't dude. My wife proves me wrong 700 times a day. So it's fine. I do have I to can't. go get, I do uh, have to go get my kid off the bus soon. Ah, we wrapping this thing up. That's fine. Oh, yeah, that's fine. We can wrap this up here. We can make it uh, to be continued. Well, whatever we can. That's fine as well. Um, I want. I, we got to do some YouTube videos. A, yeah, a or we, or Let's we do a possible. Thing. Figure this AM, out. AMA when I'm a, I'm the guy. Oh yeah, we can do I'm that here too. For dude. I'm, I'll facilitate all the things. However you want to do it, we can live stream and uh, put it out in the ethos that you know you're going to do an AMA on the podcast. We can do whatever you want to do, man. I don't care. Okay. Hell yeah, yeah, let's figure it out. We'll figure be it out. The, be that trendsetter. Then you'll start seeing all the air wings doing it and all the other regions doing That's it. That's right. And then we'll have Mick Pond Aaron so. and he'll just do his oh, appearances here on here so that I can get all the clout because I know the McPond, it'll be it'll be right. I'll get all the followers. <laughs> and they'll just be writing on my eval like I had the idea once to set this up for that guy. <laughs> this one time I was on a podcast with the McPond and I came up There's with this be- great idea. <laughs> now, there's gonna be some check marks on your uh, your your I'm board for it. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. No. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, it's th- those ones are always fun. Just Chief Bob is the homie. Uh, I love him. Big Brain Bob. Uh, it's probably gonna be the name of the episode. If I, I haven't actually decided yet, I'm gonna have to check out like what kind of uh, like thumbnails and stuff I can create, but. Uh, I think it's got to be just because I think that's that was the joke during the episode. And and uh, yeah, I don't know. We just didn't ask the chief. So I feel like Big Brain Bob is appropriate. But anyway, um, yeah, good times as always. Uh, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the shit podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit or Discord at uh, Podcast. If you want to support us, go to dgetspodcast.com. There's a donate button on the website, uh, or you can go to Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, and then the probably the best way is patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Uh, go check out one of the five tiers. Pick the one that fits you the best and become a patron today. It really helps us expand the platform uh, and pay all the bills to support the existing structure and, and those expansions. So uh, really, really appreciate that um, if you can do that. Right. If you don't got the, the money to uh, throw our way, I completely understand the best way to support us otherwise without spending any money uh, is just like, share, subscribe, review on all the platforms for all the things like subscribe on YouTube, share the videos, tag your friends in the social media posts, uh, send them the link to the podcast, whatever, whatever makes the most sense for your situation and is easiest and works best for you. All of that stuff helps. It exploits the algorithms and just gets the, you know, word of mouth going and gets the word out to the people who need it. So uh, if you can't spend any money, we completely understand just you showing up and listening is support enough. But uh, if you can and you're willing uh, to do any of those things, money or no money, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, And with that, that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Hey, big shout out to our level five patrons, William McIver and Victoria Livingood to all the other patrons and everyone that supports us. We couldn't do it without you. You're allowing us to expand the platform, pay all these bills, and continue to push out just awesome content for you as much as humanly possible. And we really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much.